0: To Poker Fraud Alert Radio, the Drop and Friends show Today, August 6th, 2013 And we're almost starting on time Almost, not quite Probably about two or three minutes late So right now we have no co-host, just me But you never know who will join me As far as a co-host is concerned But I do know who will join me later And this will not be a co-host, it's a rare guest We don't have many guests on this show And there's two reasons for that One of the reasons is that I don't play live very much anymore. So I don't have that much contact directly with a lot of big-name poker players that I could talk into being on this show. So uh, we just don't have many guests. And then the other reason is I think a lot of big-name players just aren't that interesting just because they're big-name players. They have to have something to say that will interest you. If you just want to hear them talk about their poker hands or the tournaments they've won or the cash games they've won, well, then you might as well listen to another podcast, because you'll find a lot of that on those. But uh, this show is never about that. We're not here to kiss ass to poker celebrities. We're not here to glorify the stars of poker. Nothing like that. We're we're here to talk about fraud and scams and scandals in online poker, in brick-and-mortar poker, and even talk about some of that stuff in the general world of gambling, uh, talk about general poker news, and even have some fun with some uh, humorous bits here. That's what this show is about, not really about uh, kissing up to the poker establishment. So, tonight we're actually going to break from that, though, and we're actually going to have someone who's a a fairly well-known name in poker, and I'm having him on for two reasons. Number one, he actually volunteered to be on the show. He just showed up on the site, said he liked what he saw here, and he wanted to be on the show. The second reason we're having him on is because it's a very topical thing we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about staking. And this guy knows more about staking than anyone, probably. This is Eric Sheets Haber. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, We're going to call him in about an hour at uh, 8 o'clock Pacific Time, and uh, we will talk all about the world of staking and When I say the world of staking, I'm not going to ask him, you know, who are your biggest stakes, you know, who wins the most. That's boring stuff. I'm going to talk about getting rolled, the risks that come with staking, whether staking is even a good deal, or if it was once a good deal, and isn't anymore. Um, I'm being corrected in the chat room. It's Haber. It says rhymes with neighbor. Hmm. Well, I guess I said it wrong. I hope he's not too offended. Maybe he's not even listening yet. But we're going to talk all about the world of staking, and I'll even ask him specifically for his opinion of a very high-profile story lately where that guy Bain, uh, Vladimir Geshkin Bain, however you say his name, who got staked 82 k for the World Series and then blew the money, basically stole the money and then told his backers, Sorry, I know you've already paid for me to enter the main event, but I can't because I stole your money and it's gone. I lost it. And then somebody else staked him, and then he finished 62nd, and the question was, should he owe the original stakers money, or does he just owe them their money back since he canceled the stake? And that was actually something that last week's guest co-host China Maniac and I disagreed on. I felt that he did owe the original stakers a lot, and that you can't just cancel the stake because you steal the money. But I'll ask Sheets for his opinion on that, And uh, I'm really looking forward to this conversation because I've always been fascinated by the world of staking, and I'll give you my honest opinion right now. I think for the most part, staking people is not a very good deal. I think in most cases, when you're staking someone, it's negative expectation for you. And I'll explain why later, but I just don't think that most stakes are a very good idea. If you're receiving the stakes, great, but if you're giving them, I think in a lot of cases they're a bad idea. People even asked me last year, or not last year, this year, they asked me, you know, when I was marking up my World Series, when you could buy pieces of me, this wasn't really staking, it was more like uh, buying pieces, but it's a form of staking, and people asked me, do you think this is positive expectation? And I said, you know what, it might not be. (laughs) I'm not selling these pieces To make you a fortune, I'm selling you these pieces So you can have fun, so you can have a piece of someone In the World Series and just follow along and enjoy That's why I sold them And I tried to make the rates reasonable And and fortunately most people won this year Because I finished 5th in an event But um, I I wasn't going to lie to people and say that uh, This is a wonderful investment Because uh, there's a lot you have to beat At that point, you have to beat The Rake, you have to beat My Markup So We'll talk all about staking with Eric Haber At about 8 o'clock tonight Pacific Time Before 8 o'clock Pacific Time we have a free roll And I reported the free roll as a $45 free roll But it's actually a $60 free roll Because Rolo Tomasi has announced in the chat room That he's donating his $15 he won last week so, it's a $60 free roll, so you can ignore the prize pool that I mentioned and the prizes that I mentioned. The new prize pool I've got to make this up on the spot because it's just got added in the chat room. The new prizes will be 30 for first, 15 for second, 10 for third, and 5 for fourth. So this actually makes you get a dollar less for finishing fourth than before when it was a $45 Free roll, if that makes any sense So it's now 30, 15, 10 And 5 So thank you Rolla Tomasi for Breaking our free roll over 50 bucks We had a lot of straight free rolls that were Pretty good You know, 90 bucks, 100 bucks, sometimes more than 100 Because uh, our users were very generous In case you're new to the show Poker Fraud Alert Has given away more money In radio free rolls Than any poker radio show in the world in the past year and this is real cash money this doesn't show up on some crappy site that's going to run off before you can cash out this is real cash money I will send you on PayPal or a check in the mail or cash an envelope or any other way you want it totally free it's on the No Fraud Online Poker Room you can find that poker room at the very top of the screen of PokerFraudAlert.com Starts 7.40 Pacific. No late registration. Once 7.40 hits, it's over. And it starts. The registration's over, and the tournament starts. It is no-limit hold'em. And to qualify for the free money, you need to have registered an account on Poker Fraud Alerts Forum by January 1st, 2013. If you don't have an account dated January 1st or before then you have to email me, dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com, exactly as it sounds, all lowercase, dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com, and convince me you've been around. Tell me what you've listened to when you've listened to this show in the past. Tell me how long you've been listening, and tell me what you've read on the forum. And if you can convince me you're not just showing up for the free roll money, then I will give you permission to win the free roll money now and forever. Once I give you permission, you have it forever unless I take it away because you get banned you do have to be a member in good standing here to collect the free roll money if you're banned or suspended you can't get the free roll money so uh, some of you noticed last week who were listening live that uh, we had some problems with the site the chat room stopped working the forum stopped working. The only thing that continued to work was the radio show. The radio show <laughs> it, that plodded on through the whole way without any kind of trouble and it archived correctly too. But the whole rest of the site was down. I thought maybe it was just an error. I thought it was a, an unfortunate error that just happened to start a few minutes before radio started which I was suspicious about. I'm getting corrected in the chat room that the no Fraud Online Poker Room was running too. That's because it's run on a different machine in a different country. It's actually run by uh, Bellybuster, one of our users here, and I thank him for that. But the chat room and the forum were completely down. And then I kind of forgot about it for a while because for uh, six days, everything was okay. In fact, it fixed itself. Everything was okay. Then last night, same thing was happening. So I looked into it some more, and I realized that we were under attack. Some idiot in Chico, California, who actually tried to hack my account on Poker Fraud Alert, unsuccessfully, by the way, last year, last March, he tried to hack my Dan Druff account on the forum. Uh, This year, he's uh, DOSing, denial of servicing, this site. And he did it during radio, I'm sure, on purpose. I don't know who it is. If you have any idea who it is, please let me know. I will uh, keep it confidential. Some idiot in Chico, California. There is a, a university over there, uh, Cal State University Chico. Um, someone guessed that maybe it was someone angry that Chico Loco took his name for the city of Chico. Maybe it's a maybe it's a loyalist to the city of Chico who doesn't like their name being besmirched in this way. In any case, um. I have blocked this person for now, but, uh, you know, if they get a different IP address, they can DOS the site again. But if the chat room freezes, or if the forum freezes, I do have a way to stop this guy, and I know exactly what he's doing, so just bear with me. And if I notice this happened, I will put everything back online. <laughs> one thing I should uh, prank a business in Chico as Chico Loco. I think that'll just make things worse. Maybe, maybe I'll have the whole city of Chico angry at me, and they will attack me. By the way, there's someone new in the chat room, and whenever I see a female name, I always wonder like what draws females to the site. I have no idea who this is, but there's a person I don't even know if it's a real female, named Lucky Girl thirty four in the chat. Oh, they said they have a penis. Never mind. Well I guess by today's definitions they could still be a female. And have a penis. But uh, they, they were saying that they wanted Drexel to come back. I'm like, oh, maybe it's a girl who was a fan of Drexel's. But I, I guess it's a dude. All right. I, I'm just struggling to find any female listenership to this show because Beebs 92 doesn't really listen anymore. Josie the Puss- Josie the Pussycat vanished, as did Bad Guy. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's get going with the show here. And we will call Sheets at around 8, and that's the time I told them I'd call. Now, people are making me paranoid seeing the chat just go down. Now, the chat's okay for now. Like, someone says that, like, oh no, not again. But uh, the chat's still there. I just put a period in the chat room. My period showed up. My period showed up on time in the chat room. So uh, today's August 6th, 2013. By the way, you have 22 minutes to get into the free roll. Make sure you register an account. It's totally free. But you need an account on the No Fraud Online poker room to play. But today's August 6th, 2013. 24 years ago, something happened. Was it in poker? Was it like Phil Hellmuth winning the World Series? Well, he did win the World Series 24 years ago. I don't know what the date was. But no, 24 years ago today, August 6th, 1989, a big thing happened, not for poker, not for the world, not for you, but for me. I mentioned this last week. 24 years ago today, I lost my virginity. I think it's a day at least most guys remember. I don't know if everybody remembers the date it happened, but they they remember the circumstance. They remember everything what led up to it. Because pretty much most guys go through life, in their early life that is, wondering, like, when's this going to happen for me? Like, I'm attracted to girls, I want to have sex, I'm a teenager, I've got a really strong sex drive, but, like, when is it actually going to happen? When will I find a girl who I both find attractive enough to want to do this with and wants to do it with me, which is, of course, the harder part. So, um, 24 years ago is when it happened for me today. It just happened to be uh, the radio show fell on that date. It's kind of a weird story. You know, it seems like everything in my life has a weird story surrounding it, and this is, this has, it's not an exception. Now, normally I wouldn't tell stories like this because I, I would feel it's kind of disrespectful to my current girlfriend, but I, I feel this is okay to tell because it's so long ago. You know, I was like a different person. Anyway. 24 years ago I knew a girl that I met over a computer bulletin board. What is a computer bulletin board? That was what people used to get online and talk to each other back in 1989. The internet existed, but it was nothing like the internet you see today. There was no web, so obviously no websites. It was very user-unfriendly, it was all text, and there was barely anyone on it. There were some people on it through their universities, and some people on it through their work. For For the most part, most people were not on the internet, and most people had not even heard of the internet. But there were things called computer bulletin boards, and you would actually dial into them. You know when you go to a Poker Fraud Alert, you just go to PokerFraudAlert.com, and if you're connected to the net, then uh, you know, you're know you on the site, and then you can post on the forum. Well, the way you would connect to a bulletin board is you'd use your modem, and it would actually pick up your phone line and dial into another computer, and they'd connect together through the phone, and then you would be on a board similar to the forum. Like They were really very, very similar to forums, these computer bulletin boards. Some of them were like... What you call one-line boards Where you would uh, only post messages back and forth And some of them were multi-line Where you could actually chat with people live The ones that were multi-line Were a lot more expensive to run For obvious reasons Because they had to buy a lot of phone lines uh, And pay the phone bill every month For however many lines they had But, uh That was where I met this girl And it was kind of funny The circumstances I met her There's a lot of girls on that, uh bulletin board I was on, and a lot of girls around my age. I was 17. Actually, I was 16 at the time it all started. And what happened was I had just broken my arm skiing. I had never broken a bone before in my life, but I broke my arm skiing. I was 16 years old, almost 17. I'm sitting at home with nothing to do, with one arm. I'm actually typing on my computer with one arm. And I'm chatting with a girl who seems like, you know, I'm looking at her stats. Nobody had pictures in those days. You couldn't see the pictures of anyone you're talking to. You'd take a leap of faith. They'd have to describe themselves, and you'd see their stats up there, like their height and weight and race and age, blah, blah, blah. And uh, you try to make a picture in your mind, which usually wasn't very accurate. (laughs) But uh, I was talking to a girl. She seemed all right. And I, I liked the stats she had. And There's one problem. I just couldn't bring myself to keep typing to her with one hand, it was a killer try it right now if you're in the chat room try to type with one hand and do it for a sustained amount of time, you can do it for a few minutes but try to keep typing like for an hour repeatedly with one hand, it'll get really really annoying you can do it but it'll get really really annoying so I said to her look I'm usually not this forward, I know we've only been talking for about 10 minutes but I, I have a broken arm, I can't stand it I can't type to you like this. So you have two choices. Do you want to give me your phone number and I can call you? Or we can talk some other time when I get better in a few months. <laughs> so she actually said, okay, here's my phone number. So that's how we started talking. And um, that kind of started a whole back and forth thing. And I, I'll just tell you, one thing I'm very glad about not being young anymore is not having to deal with teenage girls. You get teenage girls were absolutely terrible. They, they changed their mind every second for no reason. And I didn't know this yet. So this girl was very much like this. So she'd go back and forth between uh, liking me and not liking me and just wanting me to be her friend, blah, 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 blah. And, and I wasn't even trying like to actively hit on her or anything like that. But uh, she would go back and forth between showing a lot of interest in me and showing no interest in me. And it was funny. She actually showed no interest in me until we met in person And then she surprised me by pretty much throwing herself at me. I'm like, whoa, I I didn't expect this. And then from that point, then she kept kind of going back and forth. And it was really frustrating. Well, a few months passed. And um, by the time July of 89 came, it had been a few months since me and her last messed around in any way. And when I say messed around, we didn't do very much. So I, I hadn't even gotten to second base yet. And um, I had just broken up with my first real girlfriend. And me and that girl didn't have sex. In fact, she had never even kissed a guy before me. My first real girlfriend. But me and my first real girlfriend had just broken up while I was still friends with this other girl I'm talking about now. And, uh, you know, I was telling her how depressed I was over the whole thing, blah, blah, blah. And then she revealed, oh, I still like you. I still have feelings for you. I've had them the whole time. So I saw her a few days later, and this was a week before August 6th. A little bit more than the week before August 6th. And uh, at this point, that was my first time to second base. But we didn't go all the way. I was disappointed, but what am I going to do? Like, I, I didn't even try to make it happen. I kind of let her, I kind of felt it out. Pun intended. As to uh, where I was going to go from that point, so um, that that's all I got that week. But I figured, hey, you know, I'll, I'll see her again. No problem. We'll do more the next time. And I was I was really really hoping to lose my virginity before the eighties were over. For for whatever reason, I had an obsession with losing my virginity in the eighties. But I wanted it to happen naturally. I, I wasn't going to go get a hooker or anything. I wanted to lose my virginity in the eighties to a girl who legitimately wanted to be with me. But I was running out of time. Here we were coming into August of 89. So I was pretty much in line for it to happen. And this girl wasn't even a virgin herself. She'd already had sex with two other dudes by this point. So There's someone in the chat named Druffs Virginity. Druffs Virginity said, "There's a reason Druff was typing with one hand. It wasn't his broken arm." <laughs> Anyway, so I was pretty much in line for this to happen. You know, when you're like at a final table and you've got like ninety percent of the chips, and you're like, I can just cruise through and win this. I'm gonna, you know, I don't even have to do much. Pretty much a monkey can win from this point. That, that's how I felt a week before that I, everything was pretty much falling into place, and that next time I saw her, it was probably going to happen. But then came the inner battle between the Todd Witellis that wanted to get laid for the first time in my life and the Todd Witellis that is so principled sometimes I will cut off my nose to spite my face. So this is what happened. I was into the whole like 80s phone hacker world. And if, if you want to learn about that go read about Kevin Mitnick and other people like that. I, I wasn't any worth of the degree Kevin Mitnick was But I was into the whole 80s phone hacker world Haven't been involved with that in a very long time And I wouldn't get involved with it again But uh, I got her involved in it too And she was enjoying it very much herself But she really didn't know what she was doing She pretty much would take what other people would give her But a lot of people liked her because she was a girl And there were very few girls in the phone hacker world so uh, a lot of guys kissed her ass. And, uh, you know, anything I had gotten, I would tend to share with her. And uh, so some ass kisser that she knew, that actually both of us knew, gave her something. And I'm not going to go into details what it was, but they gave her something that a phone hacker would want. They gave her access to something. And I said, okay, well, I've shared so much with you. I brought you into this whole thing. I've shared with you everything I've gotten. I've always wanted this, but I've never been able to get it. Can you share it with me? And she said no. And I said, what? She said, nope. This guy gave it to me. He wants me to have it, not you. So I'm not giving it to you. It's mine, all mine. And I was like, what the hell? I was really pissed. I felt she was so ungrateful that I had brought her into this and I shared with her everything I ever got and she wouldn't share the one thing she got so I was about to go off on her I go oh, wait a minute maybe I shouldn't go off on her this is the girl that's about to take my virginity in a few days probably she didn't say she would but it seemed like it was going that direction and this was a good looking girl too this wasn't like some, some ugly chick that uh, you know I was desperate and took this was actually a good looking girl so I didn't know what to do the principled side of me wanted to tell her to fuck off and never talk to her again. Uh, the the uh, horny side of me wanted to keep my mouth closed about this. So maybe she'd keep her mouth open. <laughs> so, I didn't know what to do. Well, unfortunately, or fortunate, I, I don't know wh- whether it's fortunate or unfortunate, but the principled side of me won out. And what I decided to do was hack what she was given and take it for myself since she wouldn't share it with me. And that's what I did. I took it from her. So I took it from her without her realizing I took it from her. And uh, then I called her up and I said, hey, I just want to ask you one more time. Can you please share it with me? I've I've always shared everything with you. I think it's best we share everything with each other. We've known each other for a number of months now and we've been very close and you know, we've gotten much closer recently. Can you please reconsider and share it with me? And she made this really arrogant speech next back to me that she's absolutely, positively never going to share it with me. Tough luck. And I said, oh, yeah? Well, guess what? Now you don't get it at all because I took it. And had you said you'd share it with me, I would have quickly changed it back to the way it was. You would have never known the difference. <laughs> but now that uh, you refused, I'm revealing to you that I took it from you already and you don't have access to it anymore. So obviously that didn't go over very well and she hung up on me. And I thought that was that. And when I hung up, I'll tell you that I thought right at that moment I probably made a mistake. I thought, what the hell am I doing? What, what's so important about this? I mean, yeah, it was something I kind of always wanted as a phone hacker, but who cares? It's phone hacking crap. This was my opportunity to get laid for the first time in my life to achieve my goal of getting laid before the 80s were over. With a girl who is actually quite attractive. <laughs> and I threw it in the garbage. So after thinking about this for about, I don't know, a day or so. Maybe two days, I don't know. But uh, I finally uh, called her back and apologized and returned it to her. And at first she was like, oh, I don't know if I could trust you again, blah, blah, blah. And I, I had to like bite my tongue. And not say what was really on my mind. But uh, finally, she came around and said, Come see me on Saturday night. So I said, Okay. And I thought I knew what that probably meant. So I went to see her on that Saturday night, which was August 5th, 89. And, um, you know, I didn't know which way this was supposed to go. And keep in mind, we were kids. It's not like I could take her to my house and do this. I definitely couldn't go to her house and do this and, and she lived 55 miles away from me Which was drivable But definitely not close So we were driving around her town And uh, just randomly driving She kept saying she didn't know where she wanted to go And, and keep in mind She hadn't explicitly said what she wanted to do So uh, finally we just parked somewhere just somewhere random on a res- residential street. It was pretty late at night, too. And um, the way it progressed, it was really weird, too. She kept telling me, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. And that was her signal for me to do something more. So, like, if we're kissing, then I'm bored means, like, take off my bra. Then, when we're doing that, you know, I'm bored again means, you know, I should take off her pants. That, that was her code to me. I didn't get it at first, but then I, I quickly understood it. So eventually she was bored enough to where there was nothing left to do. <laughs> and, uh, it was not easy because my car was a nineteen seventy six Honda Civic, which is very small. You can go Google it. Google nineteen seventy six Honda Civic, you'll see a picture of it. And picture a guy who at the time was like six foot one. I'm six foot two now, but I was six foot one. I was very thin then, but I was still six foot one. And and trying to fit in the back seat there. Now she was short, but It was not easy So I said I don't care how tough this is I'm going to make it happen So I made it happen The reason it was August 6th Because it was way after midnight by the time it occurred And um, At about 5am Is when I dropped her back off at home And I had to drive back 55 miles And I was exhausted So I tried to make the drive Well before I tried to make the drive I went and uh, I went to a bathroom like at a supermarket And splashed water on my face Didn't do any good Tried to drive home I made it about 10 miles before I had to pull off the freeway Stop in a random neighborhood And sleep in my car for 3 hours And I woke up Drove the rest of the way home And my parents wondered why I was getting home At 9.30 in the morning But since I didn't make a habit of coming in at in the morning fortunately they did not press me any further and that was that so what happened to this girl what happened after that and then I'll conclude this story if you didn't want to hear this story, tough luck it's a story I felt like telling because it happened to be on this day 24 years ago well this happened to be three days before a big family vacation, including the very first time that I would go to Israel and not only am I Jewish, but uh, my dad actually was born in Israel and lived there for uh, a number of years in his childhood. So you could say I'm half Israeli, and I'd never been there. So uh, this was going to be our first trip to Israel as a family. That was three days later. I wasn't happy with the timing. And uh, in the time we were gone, the whole thing lost momentum. And by the time I came back, uh, she just wanted to be friends again, which was very much to her pattern. She kept... She's been doing that, you know, she had been doing that the whole time, pretty much. Even way before we had sex. So that was that. Now, the weird thing, and I'm not going to tell you who it is. I'm not going to tell you her name. But, uh... One of my friends, who's a lower-limit player at Commerce, told me, uh that he had hit a tournament. I'm not going to tell you which tournament. But he hit a tournament of commerce and told me to go take a look at his Hendon mob. So I took a look at his Hendon mob, and I could not believe who one of the people was that cashed in that tournament. It was that girl, and it was definitely her. So she plays poker now. And she still plays poker, to my knowledge, even though this uh, story goes back some years, about, uh, before I told this story, I went and looked her up, and I saw she's still playing. Haven't seen her, though. But I wonder if she knows that I play. She wouldn't recognize me if she saw me today, without my name being given, because I, I just don't look the same as when I was 17. Most people don't. But, uh it would be kind of awkward to be at the same table with her. I don't know if I'd even say anything. We didn't end on very good terms, mainly because I was kind of pissed that uh she was so fickle. So that was my story. Someone in the chat room is saying that it's uh Bonnie Lane host. <laughs> Someone else in the chat is saying that now she lives in Chico, California. It's possible. But I think she would have DDOSed this uh, this show and this chat if that was her while I was telling this story. Someone else in the chat saying Dref would be playing poker with one arm if he was at the same table with her. Anyway. So that's a little personal story I've told parts of this story in the past But this, this is the most detail I've ever gotten into But can you believe that That I almost threw the whole thing away Over some stupid thing in the phone hacking world That that I was mad that she wouldn't share with me I mean I was right But There's a time to just overlook things And that was that time Definitely was the time to overlook things Sometimes in my life I look back to things a long time ago and I think, wow, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of myself at this young age for acting such and such way. And other times I look back and I go, wow, I was an idiot. And that was one of those times. All right, uh, let me give you the rest of the agenda tonight. I already told you about the interview we're going to have with uh, Sheets with Eric uh, Haber. Also, I'm going to announce... $175 $175 free roll contest we have on Poker Fraud Alert That's running right now You can take part in we Talk about Lock Poker again Someone asked me last week What about Lock Poker, why didn't you mention them Well I have a lot to say about them this week They've done something pretty big this week It's uh, really signaling the end And we're even going to try to Hit a Lock Poker Pro by surprise And get them on the phone Melanie Weisner, Another Lock Poker Pro is accused of selling funds, not now, but uh, in the past when they were worth about 75 cents per dollar instead of about like 33 cents per dollar like they are currently. But that she was accused of selling back then because she got priority cash outs and was taking advantage of that to uh, buy a block dollars at a discount, cash them out at full value and only pay out 75 cents to those selling her. We'll talk about that. Remember last week I said full tilt poker will not be paying U.S. players until about uh, at least a year from now. Maybe longer. Well, good news. Good news, everyone. Apparently they're going to pay sooner than that, a lot sooner. They're claiming it's going to be starting very shortly. I will correct what was said last week, which I got from a Card Player article. Of course, I should know better than to trust Card Player, since their main sponsor these days is Lock Poker. South Point, a casino in Las Vegas, is starting their own online poker room. It's getting very close to the real money launch. They were supposed to be the first one, but uh, they fell behind, and Ultimate Poker beat them to the punch, but they may be the second one. And if we don't find anything else to talk about, our final subject will be MGM's CEO thinks that New Jersey and Nevada will share online player pools on their online poker sites in 2014, which means next year people will be able to play online poker across state lines legally in the U.S., only between two states. But if that happens, that will really open the door for kind of what I call pseudo-federally legalized online poker. We start having more and more states join in, including like Indian casinos, etc. And we could have a, a an online poker room that's legal and that uh, gives the opportunity for most of the country to play legally and regulated. And then I can start... Playing online poker for a living again, like I did for many years. I look forward to that. If you want to call in today, by the way, the free roll started. So, if you didn't get in, you had to wait till next week. If you want to call in, the phone number is seven seven five fraud fifty five. Make sure to show your caller ID. You accomplish that by either entering star 82 before the number or just disabling the caller ID block before you call me. If you don't show me your caller ID, you won't even get through. You'll get a busy signal. And we have another phone. It has not burnt up yet. It's a a phone that's in an area that's in distress. Mount Charleston. 702... 4301808. 4301808. 1808 It's an old 70s phone sitting on top of the mountain it Hasn't burned yet somehow 702-430-1808 The Mount Charleston Line Mount Charleston, Nevada You can reach me on that number as well But you do have to show your caller ID to the Mount Charleston Line The Mount Charleston Line is going to say Look, I don't care if I'm on fire You better show me caller ID or it's not going through So that's the agenda tonight So far no co host But if anybody wants to join I'll probably have you on So Let me quickly talk about uh, The free roll Not the Tournament Not the poker tournament But uh, a different kind of free roll This is a PGA contest free roll Uh, We have very generous users On Poker Fraud Alert Who donate money Not just to our weekly poker free rolls on the No Fraud Online Poker Room, but we also have users who donate to separate contests. And they make all the rules. And they come up with the contests. So, we had a British Open free roll, which was, uh, I think, a $195 prize pool. This is a PGA free roll. Again, golf. And it's called the Fantasy PGA Golf Championship Free Roll. To qualify for it, all you need is an account that's registered by August 2nd, 2013 with at least two posts on the forum prior to that date. So if you have two posts on the forum prior to August 2nd of this year, which is just four days ago, you qualify. These are not my rules. These are the rules of the people... Donated actually, the person who donated, we got an anonymous donation of 150 bucks for this contest, and I thank that person. I know who it is, but they're choosing to remain anonymous. And hockey guy also threw in another 25 bucks uh, from a poker free roll he won here, so it's 175 total. So the guy who got to make all the rules was the one who donated the 150 bucks, the one who got it all started. So these were his rules. You can still participate as long as you post your picks by August 8th before the tournament starts and if you have your two posts here by August 2nd, then you can participate and you can win some of the money. I'm not going to go over all the rules or the details of the contest. If you want to see all that, you can go to the Flying Stupidity Forum on PokerFraudAlert.com and look at the thread official $175 PGA free roll thread. The prizes right now and People keep adding to them, so it could even be more than this. First place, 100 bucks. Second place, 50 bucks. Third place, 15 bucks, and fourth place, 10 bucks. So, good luck to those that are playing. And uh, right now, there's not even that many people playing yet, so you have a good chance of winning. And yeah, you know, this is 100 bucks. I mean, it's not huge money, but usually to win a free 100 bucks, it's like a long shot on these sites. Usually, you're competing with like thousands, or sometimes even a million people. Here, here you're competing against you know tens of people to win 100 bucks. So this is what you get for being part of this site. So my suggestion to you, if you're not an active member here, register an account and post sometimes. Even if you don't want to post all the time, post sometimes. Our, our posts have been down lately, and yet I see all these people lurking here. So, start posting here. And, uh, you never know, maybe the next contest will have a rule you have to have 100 posts. So, to qualify for all the free money that gets given away here through our users. You really want to be an active member. Anyway, enough about that. I just wanted to bring that to everyone's attention. By the way, I do also want to mention we have a sponsor, as I've mentioned in previous weeks for this show, StatClash. It's a fantasy sports site for real money. I will play their commercial a little bit later in the show. But uh, you can actually play fantasy sports for real money legally online. It's not like online poker where they have to use shady payment processors to pay you and to deposit. Here, it's totally legal and uh, looks like a good site to me. I wouldn't have accepted their ad if they didn't look trustworthy. I I can't give you the 100% ironclad guarantee that they're trustworthy, but they look trustworthy to me, or I would not have accepted their ad. Otherwise, I'd look really stupid if they ripped people off. So I've rejected a lot of ads here that were willing to pay me money because I didn't trust them. This is the first site in a long time that I've trusted enough to uh, advertise for, so that should say a lot. So if you want to support this site, go to StatClash, click on the banner on the top, Uh, I was told by one of the employees at StatClash that uh, we may even have a free roll on there, but they're still trying to arrange the details. So uh, support StatClash, because they're supporting this site. Everything here is free. So I have to pay the bills some way, and what I've been doing every month is just losing money on the site. So support our sponsor, StatClash, and I will play their ad a little bit later. So a site that I would not trust, a site I would never run ads for, is Lock Poker. I don't know if I should start talking about them because I only have ten minutes. So I call sheets. Maybe I'll talk about something else. And we'll get to Lock Poker later. There's a lot to say about them. I'll, I'll go over our agenda and then uh, talk about Lock Poker later. So Lock Poker abandoned Two Plus Two. When I say abandoned, I mean they announced we're leaving. We're, we're, pack, we're packing up and leaving. Goodbye. We're not going to ever post here again. If anyone ever wants information about anything happening on Lock Poker, you can post about us, but we're not going to respond. If you want us to respond, you can come on our forum. So Lock has a forum on their site now that is so heavily censored and heavily moderated that no meaningful discussion will ever take place there. I'll talk about that. Also, in a related story, Melanie Weisner, a Lock Pro, She is accused of selling lock poker funds Or sorry, buying lock poker funds I put selling, but she was actually buying lock poker funds from people Then cashing out quickly And making money off of it So supposedly she offered someone To buy their lock fund for 75 cents on the dollar And she would send them the money immediately and then she would cash out fairly quickly while they would have to wait a long time. So she had priority cash-outs and was taking advantage of this by having people uh, you know, sell their funds to her at 75 cents on the dollar, and she made 25 cents on the dollar every time. Which is fine, I guess, if you're cashing out at the same speed as everyone else, but she had priority cash-outs from being a pro there and was taking advantage of this. And it's been... Verified to some degree And I'll talk about how it was verified Also I'll talk about the full tilt poker situation When you can expect to be paid It's looking a lot better than it was last week We will talk about South Point I I already went over this What am I thinking What is wrong with me I I think I have losing virginity on the brain here I already went over this Damn I think I'm just like looking for something to do here for these nine minutes. Um, if anybody would like to call, just have a little conversation uh, for the next nine minutes. 775 775 Someone asking in the chat, am I the admin on the New Lock Forum? I wish. I can tell you I wouldn't be deleting very much over there. The person calling themselves dressed virginity asked if I want to talk to them. or Should they call? Sure. I'd like to speak to my own virginity. Someone saying, uh, check Skype. Ryland's saying that, but he's... Oh, here we are. Oh, yeah. How did I forget this? This was totally going to be on the agenda, and then I forgot it. Thank you for reminding me, Ryland. Um, WCG Ryder, a guy who uh, is a high-stakes player, was ripped off by someone who could see his Hulk cards on PokerStars. It was not a PokerStars employee. It was not a flaw in PokerStars software. It was someone who uh, uh, probably put some kind of uh, Trojan horse or spyware on his computer to be able to see his Hulk cards. Uh, and a suspect has been identified, and Poker Stars actually made it right for him. Poker Stars actually gave him back the money, but still, he thinks other people cheated him as part of the same ring. And uh, we will talk about who the guilty party is, what the evidence is against them, and once again, Jungle Man is involved. Remember Daniel Cates. Young poker prodigy. I think he's twenty-three years old. Well, we'll talk all about that. And I had a fight with Jungle Man today. Not a physical fight, but he actually wanted it to be a physical fight. Jungle Man was threatening to slap me today. <laughs> so, we'll talk all about that. Jungle Man's uh, threat toward me. The whole situation with WCG Ryder and uh, how he got cheated. What I think of the whole thing I almost forgot that story I totally meant to talk about it And then forgot to put it on the agenda So what I'm going to do in the meantime Is I'm going to call up Sheets a little bit early And uh, You know I think he can answer the phone six minutes early I think he's uh, Successful enough to where He can give us six six extra minutes of his time So, we will call Sheets. Now, if my luck on this show is like the way it has been, he won't answer the phone. Seems like we only get people on this show, and even the previous show I was involved in, when uh, they don't expect to come on here. But what the hell? He agreed to come on. Seems like a man of his word. He said to call him at 11 Eastern. It's 1055 Eastern right now. Let's try this phone number. I have a few phone numbers for him. Oops. Wrong number. Let's try it again. Hello. Hello, can I speak to Eric Sheets Haber? Well,
1: oh, Eric the artist formerly known as Sheets Haber is is present.
0: Hello, welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio and I will tell you, I don't know how long you've been listening. You're one of the first guests we've had on here in a while. Uh this, Uh-oh. this is not a guest heavy show. This Uh-oh. is typically a show where I come on and uh rant about things and uh sometimes uh, prank call people or entities that deserve it or, well you know, the
1: funny the funny thing is is um that that's what I think these shows should be more about you know i mean like there there isn't enough of that there isn't enough of good old fashioned prank calling and and uh and going on the rail and you know calling people names and just you know there really should be more of that
0: <laughs> that's but, good. you know
1: oh. I guess I could be a guest, and maybe one day we could prank call people together i yeah, I,
0: I hope so. So, um, you know, you actually sent me a message on here, and I, I was surprised to hear from you. I'm surprised to hear from like any just name player that shows up out of the blue and says, "Hey, I found your site and uh you know um interesting, and I'd like to be on your show that's that's great but uh you you mentioned that you're surprised at this point after so long that we haven't met in person, and then you thought, well, maybe you had met me, and then you're embarrassed that uh, you had forgotten me but uh no, I don't think we've met because I don't remember you either
1: actually. You know what? Now that I, I try to process bits and pieces of my long-term memory, there's it, there it's possibly a two percent chance that we were at a table at a World Series event back in like the mid 1800s or something. I think there was there was maybe a 1K back in 2005 or something like that where maybe just maybe you were at my table. That's 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 the best I could do. But, you know, when you get to be my age, all of your memory, both short-term and long-term, are equally horrible, so it's very possible.
0: I'm wondering, is your age uh, higher than mine? How old are you? I am seven
1: years older than God's father, which is... I am
0: now 46. Okay, So <laughs> you are older than me. I'm 41. So uh, okay, I so. You
1: finally found someone that's that's older than you to talk with about on poker. That's amazing. Huh? Yeah. Well, for you online didn't think poker, you didn't think
2: then, people would
0: do it. You know, for online poker, that's really tough. I the first time I met the online poker players that I had been playing with all the time on PokerStars, I couldn't believe it. Like I I pictured them being around my age or sometimes even older. And at the time, this is like 10 years ago. So I was in my early 30s. So I, I meet all these guys and they're all kids. I couldn't believe it. I was like the, the old man there. And, well, and then I mean, I...
1: that's what happens when we both start, first started playing. I mean, I was actually, even though I was only, whatever, 36, 37 years old, I was looked at as a kid. I mean, I was looked at as a kid. I mean, I was playing, you know, youth and all these guys. like Oh, this internet kid. These internet kids. Now, I mean, Todd, you and I, we could probably get into the seniors event this year if we, if we, could, if we, if we, if we tried. Yeah, they should run
0: an online seniors event. That's what they should do. In, <laughs> instead of, like, 50 being the minimum, it should be, like, 35 is the minimum. For the Well, you know seekers. what,
1: one, one of the reasons I was kind of happy to get on the, uh, you know, to check out the forums and stuff, I mean, look, since Black Friday, I've been, you know, I've been, I don't know, I've been just uh, kind of thinking about a lot of different things and all that stuff, and, and I've been discovering all these like, kind of forums and communities that I just kind of, have either ignored or didn't know existed over the years, and you know the poker community itself is broken down. I think it's a lot of different subcommunities. Like, I, I, I hooked up with what's his with China Maniac just very recently, just by chance online, and I always found as though I, I always felt left out. Not left out, I mean intentional left out, whatever it is, if, of your whole community. Now I don't know how to quite define it, but I never really got involved with the, with like the you and never win and and. Um, I guess I, I don't want to group all of you and pigeonhole you in the same same thing, but and the micons and like and that whole group, the guys that know how to play limit hold'em, you know what I mean? Like 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 that whole group of people who you know do a lot of this uh, NVG, a lot of the, the kind of like cool gossip type stuff and 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 things like that. I mean, I was always kind of like in that pocket five slash two plus two, you know, no limit hold'em tournament, you know, glory seeking, you know take poker way too seriously, you know what I mean, <laughs> type, of, type of community. And, you know, when I saw that, I don't even know how it came across your site, but, but when I saw that you had, that, that you had created something like that, I don't, I, you know what, I really haven't even looked at it in detail, but just the whole idea of it, I'm like, you know what, I've I got to start becoming more familiar with all the different sub-communities and all the different groups of people that play poker because there's so, there's so many different types of people and I just find everybody really interesting. You know, like I'm you're 41, I'm 46. I mean, I, I've I've been in business, I've I've had you know all kinds of stuff, and I I find a lot of kids, adults, whatever in the poker community, just very very interesting. So I was uh, I'm kind of kind of psyched to see what, the, what you guys are all about, also.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a uh, an eclectic group of people for sure. And uh, in this community on this site, it's. Uh, you know, a lot of us do date back to those old neverwin Poker days, and there's some other people that, you know, came around later. And, um, you know, this site, it, it's kind of split into... It has a number of different forms, but I, I kind of split into two main parts. Or One is the more serious forum where you discuss the scams and the scandals and all that, and I saw you made a few posts there. And then there's another section called Flying Stupidity where just people talk about anything. And uh, Okay. So th- that's the way this site works, and then we have this radio show every week and there's been a number of co-hosts as well but uh they, they've all fallen off for one reason or another so now it's just the uh and friend show here where i have kind of rotating co-hosts and sometimes no co-hosts like this week and uh china maniac who you mentioned was actually the co-host last week so oh, okay so uh anyway now the funny thing is is one of the the, um, the other time i tried
1: to experience one of these other forums I, what did i get on i got on like God, I forget what it was. It was another type of site like this, but I forget what it was. And, and, and after me as a guest, they had this they had this um this porn star.
0: <laughs> that was probably don- that was probably donk down. I don't know if um
1: it's possible. And they they had this porn star on, and and the whole community was like so excited. For the porn star to come on, and they were talking about <laughs> yeah. her, her views on like anal sex and stuff like that, and and I have I have I actually do have a pretty strong stomach for for a lot of stuff, but I have to say that even I, after a certain period of time, felt 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 a little blushy. You're probably talking <laughs> about uh,
0: Ava Devine. I think that's who yes, you're referring to. That's okay. Right. So you had, you had the misfortune of uh, preceding Ava Devine, and yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. wish that on anyone. And I have to admit, I was uncomfortable <laughs> with that interview as well. So
1: Yeah, I mean like it's the I guess it's a two plus two version of like preceding like I don't know, Phil Galfond. You know what I mean?
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if you want to if you
1: precede Ava Devine, you have a big problem.
0: Okay, well there's no porn star to schedule tonight. Uh and okay. tonight what I wanted to talk about with you, because um you know, you said you were never really part of this community that I've been part of. Something that I watched from afar but never really got to be part of was the whole staking for online tournaments community and sure. uh, and i know you were very into that and you were one of the biggest people along with uh, johnny backs sure uh, running these just massive stakehorsing operations and sure. i i wondered a lot about that i, I i'm going to ask you questions and these are questions that I, sure. I really i'm not just asking for the radio i really have no idea what the answers are and i think the people who are listening have you know will be interested to hear these things especially now that it i wouldn't say it's all over but it's been uh Severely, severely reduced the uh, ability to do that anymore, thanks to Black Friday. And uh, you know, to hear from your perspective what that was like, and um, sure, and also get your opinions about certain staking issues, because I have my opinions about uh, whether staking is a good idea and who you should well, stake it, and, and all that.
1: It, well, you know what? It, and it's interesting because I guess one of the reasons I was drawn to your site was actually China Maniac uh, pointed me towards a uh, a staking dispute. That was uh, that was actually a pretty complicated one. That was uh, that was at, at issue. That was being discussed, and I always felt as though, kind of in my my new stage of life, kind of my like giving, sort of giving back to the community stage. I've been making myself sort of available to arbitrate or or or, or give my opinion on things like that because, as you might imagine, I've seen. I, I don't want to be so so bombastic. To say I've seen it all because just when I thought I've seen it all. A new thing happens that I haven't seen, but <laughs> suffice to say, I've certainly seen a lot to the point where I'm actually um, this you might be interested, I'm actually serving as an expert witness in an actual court case, which is maybe coming to trial actually, involving a staking dispute, um, which uh, involves our own uh, Lee Childs who was uh who was a final tabler of the world series and in in an interesting twist i'm actually the expert witness for the um for the uh for the for the horse for lee um and it's uh, so so these types of things do come up pretty frequently so i I'd, I'd, I'd be more than happy to share whatever views you want, you know, you think I could be of use to on on the forums because I've seen a lot of scams, <laughs> I've seen a lot of staking disputes, and I've seen a lot of good things happen with staking too. So, you know, now or over the course of time, just fire away, and I'd be you know more than happy to discuss whatever, whatever knowledge I may or may not have.
0: By the way, I want to mention here that um, either someone does not want you to get out your opinions here, or they're going after... Me and my forum, Poker is under a DDOS attack, actually, not DDOS, just a DOS attack right now. It, as it was last week, it, it doesn't have to do with you. It's a denial of service attack where they're, uh, so people can't, uh, they can hear the radio show, but and, and as you were speaking, I just uh, put a countermeasure in place to block the person doing it. But uh, yeah, someone for the last, uh, since last week has been trying to deny, do a denial of service attack. To where people cannot use the chat room or the forum during the radio show. So, th- this is the type of crap I have to deal with.
1: <laughs> but uh, So, what does that mean? What is that? What is that? I don't understand what that means. Well, that
0: means that um, if people can hear the radio show right now, but uh, okay. the chat room is, is locked up at the moment. It, it should unlock oh. within a short time because uh, someone was basically attacking the site by uh, using an now, automated. Would
1: there normally be a chat room? Yes, on the, on yes. The forum? There's
0: a chat room that, um, that people use during the show. And I, I read that, and a lot of times people use it instead of calling. Oh, I see. Yeah. So but right uh, now
1: you're saying it's not available because of this uh, hacker or whatever you got going on.
0: Yeah, but it's I'm, I'm putting it back up here, so uh, just uh, bear okay. with me whatever. for what, a
1: moment. Whatever. I mean, you know, and, and, and as I say to the, everybody that interviews me about stuff like this, I say, well, you know, whatever you don't feel uncomfortable with. I'm like, listen, ask me anything. I'm pretty good at being evasive if I don't want to answer, so it's all good. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, whatever, whatever, anything goes, really. Yeah,
0: so the chat room is back and the, the site is back because I've blocked the person who was doing it, and, uh, they'll probably try to switch IPs and try again. I'm gonna have to you know, figure <laughs> out, who, you know, who's doing this and, uh, it, yeah, what sucks about being part of a community like this is you develop these, either enemies or just trolls over the years that like doing things like this, and then, then you have to waste your time tracking them down and putting a stop to it. But anyway. Right. Um, everyone's uh, filtering back into the chat room, and um, <laughs> I looked at the chat room. It's funny because I, I was reading it the whole time during the show. Right. Whoever did it is probably listening, and they probably noticed you came on, and I probably look away. So I'm listening intently to what you're saying. I look away from the chat room, and then I see, like, just everyone's been kicked out, and I see just one thing. Druff, chat room under attack. <laughs>
1: so,
0: oh, my God. So anyway, everyone's coming back in.
1: Yeah, you got to hire someone to deal with that kind of shit, I think.
0: Yeah, no, you know, I, I actually have the... the Technical capability to do this. I was actually uh, a computer science person before I got into poker. But what a pain in the ass to do this is. I'm yeah, but you know, this is
1: this is a business. To see, I mean, this is your technical expertise to do it. Who wants to? Yeah, you I know. know someone someone well, else doing.
0: Maybe if the site made money, I'd do it. So, uh,
2: yeah,
0: you know, So anyway, right uh, let's uh, let's talk again about uh, what's going on. Um, with you and uh, so, give me a little overview of. What you were doing prior to Black Friday?
1: Sure, I mean you know, it, it, and you know, I don't. Uh, I I would like to say that my 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 history of staking is incredibly well documented, but I'll give you'll give you like the just kind of like the, the quick version. I mean, I started off not really just doing not with the online, but just with uh, with some backing in live in the big live tournaments. I mean, I started with the the crew guys with Dutch and Scotty and and Gank and all them. Um, I just thought it was Kind of a neat thing to do, you know. I I uh, I kind of respected, you know, any any you know twenty-one year old kids who were trying to kind of take over a uh, a world dominated by older people, you know. And I just kind of thought that the whole concept of people being able to get a lifetime of knowledge online in a very short period of time uh, may gave them a really big advantage over the you know the live pros who who basically you know just. Really don't play online and don't really don't have access to that type of learning as as the online guys do. So I started out by putting those guys in some live tournaments and it went pretty well. And uh, you know me being in the kind of investment business and I run a hedge fund I have since 2002. Um, I, um, I just kind of regard the whole thing as just kind of a kind of a fun investment. Just uh, you know just just treating all these poker players just kind of like stocks you know, doing due diligence on them, making sure that I think they have an edge in what I do, and then I just put them in stuff. And And what happened was the, the live stuff was kind of cool, but with online, online was just so much fun because where a lot of a kid could be per, playing like one tournament, and I wouldn't really hear from them, you know, all too often, online was the best because I could have like guys playing in all these tournaments, and I could be online you know kind of scrolling in the chat box and rooting and like all this stuff and sweating every hand you know which 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 was you know what it was a real lot of fun to do so you know one thing led to another and one guy turned into two turned into three you turned into 20 you turned into 30 you turned into 40 and like any other business once once it grows you have kind of issues of scale and how to manage it so I had to develop an accounting system. I had to develop a tracking system. And I had to take in a partner who, you know, says this, you know, this is a lot of hard work, you know, to deal with not only knowing whether people can play, but doing all the accounting and making sure they're not stealing, you know, and that's in and of itself an impossible situation. So I, I brought in Cliff as a partner who, I mean, you have to keep in mind that, like, Cliff is kind of my age too and has a lot of ex- business experience. And between the two of us, we have, you know, we're two you know, I have to say, pretty sharp guys. And even between the two of us, it took two of us a full like four or five hours a day to, pro- to you know to manage this business. So I always find it kind of funny when like all these new guys kind of want to come in and say, "Oh, I want to do some staking. Hey, Sheets and Bass can do it. this has got to be easy. It's just not quite that easy. Oh yeah, it sounds like tough. It it, it it just it takes just a lot of a lot of work, and your mind's got to always be kind of. Kind of humming. Okay,
0: so so, so how yeah. how did this work here? So first of all, uh, a question from the chat room: uh, what are some of the bigger names you staked early on? When I say bigger names like either people who were big at the time or ones who rose up to become big that were nobodies back then. Can you name some of the? Boy, people? oh
1: boy! I mean, like a better question. I mean, not not to be too dramatic, but a better question is: Who of the people that are big now we didn't stake at some point? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can. I mean. I, I this is kinda of funny. One every once in a while I'll go through my two plus two messages for even people who who approached me for staking who I didn't even return their phone call, who ended up like winning like billions like i have i have I have great p m s from 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 King Dan from Dan Smith, basically telling me how he's really good and trust me you know like uh, I you know I should take a shot at him or something like that, and I don't even forgot why we didn't do it. I think you know maybe Cliff was in a bad mood or maybe you know we uh didn't like his hand histories he sent in or whatever, and then to see some of these guys that we didn't stake you know, that we said no to, go on to win billions, that's actually kind of, that's actually kind of funny, um, but I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you just kind of name it, I mean, like, pretty much all the online guys that amounted to anything, I mean, I don't don't know where to start, I mean, I have have a, I have a webpage that I have pictures of everybody's big cash, I mean, obviously we had, it's pretty well documented, we had Joe Cotto, who won the actual main event, um, but you know, aside from even outliers like that, I mean, you had guys like Charter Thirty and Ape Styles and AJK Hoosier and Below Above and even Gavin Griffin. And, and Joe Carter, I mean, you, know, pretty... you,
0: you didn't have him when he won the main, right? You you just had him. We win. did. Oh, you did. did so, have, you, so you got yeah, a piece of his main event,
1: win? That was that was that was that was a lot of fun. Wow. And uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, we had and then. Um, and we and you know Annette we backed a little while uh, you know just for that one for that for that big tournament that she won and but I I kind of take a lot of pride in the online guys just because again like they just kind of started off with nothing and and you know and then you know and, and who else who else can we even talk about I mean, there was Below and Charter and Corey Carroll I mean it just it really just goes on and on I mean so it's, so it's, uh, uh,
0: so then what what were the requirements as to how you would choose someone. And when they say, hey, well, I want you know to what take- what happens
1: is it it kind of interposes with our uh, with our other business, which was um, our training site which is poker x factor which well still is poker x factor but what, what 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 we have as part of our training site was we had this replayer developed where you know you could you know we were one of the first people to put up a replayer where you could look at hands of tournaments replayed in kind of a dynamic fashion so one of what we would do is to, to figure out whether we wanted to back somebody, it would be like doing due diligence as I would say before on a stock. We would, we would have to figure out if they're any good. And the one thing I did not want to have to do was rely on results because the way MTTs just distribute you know, their results, it's just, it's just not – you just really never have enough samples to really be able to gauge whether someone's good just based on results. I would prefer to be able to make a, I guess the best word is subjective analysis of whether a person could play or not. So what I would do is I would have each, I would have people um, send me two or three complete hand histories of where they went deep on stars or one of the sites, and we were able to upload it to the replayer. And I just over over time, I just you know, I just learn for the right things to look for and kind of key concepts of whether they grasp it. Like if I would see them like flat call. You know, thirty percent effective with 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 threes from the small blind. I'd I'd have to I have to ask why you know, and and things like that, and you know that would be I guess that would be considered kind of step one in the process is making sure they can play, and you know just but but as you as your forums might gather, um, just because someone can play doesn't mean that you want to back them because there's other stuff besides whether they can play. I mean, they have to be somewhat, they have to be trustworthy. You know, if they're, if they're a big risk of stealing from you, you have to really try to figure that out. You have to check references and things like that. Um, if, if a person can play well, but for whatever reason gets drunk a lot and you're not going to get their a game, then that's something that you have to kind of do due diligence on. If, if there's, um, I mean, it just goes on and on it's, And it's, like i said, it's just like due diligence on a stock I mean you have to just go deep and deep and just continue to analyze and 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 it's it's a process have you and, had people uh, steal
0: from you uh, f- how often did that happen where people either won and just uh ran off of the money didn't pay you well or... it ha- it
1: happened it happens uh, enough <laughs> you know, that that it's uh that it's something you really uh you know you, you, you really worry about and you know, after a while—not even after a while—but I, you know, we just kind of realized it's almost kind of like, from an accounting perspective, kind of an allowance for doubtful accounts. You know, there's just there's just going to be some part of your of your money that disappears. You know, <laughs> and after a while, you just have to try to keep it to a minimum, but realize that in the end, you know, you're you're probably better off in the long run, you know, just t- allowing some money to just not allowing it, but just accepting that somebody's just going to disappear without, um, and, uh, and not be able to do too much about it.
0: So what would you do if somebody ripped you off? Um,
1: well, okay. Well, it depends on on what level, you know, it's like, it's, it's, and we've had, and and this is, this is, this is one, you know, this is really funny. Back like two or three years ago, I, uh, I, I threatened, not threatened. I threatened. I, I was either drunk or whatever it is. And well, I don't blame you. Me. If
0: someone steals from you, I don't blame you for threatening. Go on.
1: Well, no, 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 no. Something else. Uh, what I was saying is that um, I was, in, you know, I was really at the end of my rope with this stuff, and 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 I went on of two plus two. I'm like, you know, that's it. I am now. I'm going to publish a, a list of everybody who's taken from me and all of the details. Okay. And obviously, as you might imagine, the two plus two community was comb- foaming at the mouth. You know, yeah. they're like, Oh my God, what's What's this happening? What's this happening? And, I, and I, that's usually not my style. Okay. I don't like to share my, my, my stuff with anybody. I don't think it's anybody's business. And I've heard all the arguments. I've heard, well, you know, you owe it to the community to tell people about this, that, and the other thing. And I accept that as, 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 as an argument, but in the end, nobody really gives a crap about of the community. They just want blood. Okay. And I don't, you know, and that's just, it's just whatever reason, I'm not. That's just not my style to spread to spread stuff like that. But I was kind of in the mood, and then I got a. I remember I got an email from from one of the guys at Two Post Two saying, "Listen, we really don't want you doing that because we might be liable for, you know, if, if, for for slander or whatever it is." And you know, and I'm like, you know, what? You're, you're probably saved me because I was probably going to do something stupid and do it. But but there 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 are there are, there are you know there are various levels of stuff that people do on on the. On, um, I guess, the tamer side are people that, and there are different variations of this, we've had people that, you know, they're supposed to play tournaments for us, but instead, but instead they, they take our money and, and and take a shot at a cash game. And if, in fact, they won the cash game, they would either cash the money out or whatever. And if they lost the cash game, they would, you know, say they lost it in tournaments or something like that. And that that's you know the, the the simple that's kind of like version 1.0 of, of how to you know, how to steal from, from from sheets. you know what I mean? Well couldn't you tell of the, the tournaments uh, yeah? wasn't
0: there a record on what tournaments they played that you could check from one of the tracking Oh, Absolutely, sites?
1: but you have to know to do that and, and, and to and to do daily audits of everybody's accounts is just too cumbersome. you know you, it's just you just you just can't do it yeah so um,
0: now what, what was the uh, largest amount of money that got stolen from you from one person?
1: Uh, eighty five thousand hmm. dollars. But that, but again, that was not your typical case of you know just someone taking money in the account and putting on cash games because as you might imagine, we would never let someone have eighty five thousand dollars in their account. The eighty five thousand dollar one was much more evil. This this, this guy, <laughs> this guy would had permission to play to play sit and goes. And he played for us for quite a bit of time, and he would report his balances and he would lose a little bit, lose a little bit, lose 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 and then after a while, it was really funny he He had makeup of about about one hundred and fifty thousand or something like that, and normally, I would say it 's not that big of a deal that makeup figure, but he happened to not be a bad player. you know what I mean like he just just something seemed wrong. you know what I mean yeah, so so I did some homework and I had a friend who worked uh, who worked at Sharkscope, and he did kind of an analysis of the guy's account even though it was blocked, and it turns out that he lost about $189,000 or so in sit goes all heads-up, all to the same guy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and so I did a little more research, and I got like the spreadsheets and stuff like that, and... What it was, it was like a really evil thing. Like, it wasn't like he lost 89000 all in a row. It was like every day for like 11 months, he would like win two and lose three, win three and lose four, and, and, and just, just consistently just do this. And I'll never forget that night. I was up like all night with this accounting, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And I think back to all the times that the guy like said, you know, he, he he, you know, usually the guys that are the real thieves and evils are the ones that always talk, like, they're you know, such above everybody morality wise, you know. And, and he was like this kind of guy, and I confronted him with it. He first denied it as usual, and uh, I had star, you know, stars banned his accounts and all this stuff. But uh, you know, stars had already sent the money out. He dumped it to his, his wife's account or something like that. And um, and uh, to this day, I've gotten back
3: five hundred dollars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, did you ever name who this was?
3: Nope.
0: Now, why why haven't you named people like that? You said it's not your style, but don't you? This is what I do.
1: All right. Listen, if if if, the, if a backer comes up to me, okay, and says, "What do you think about this guy?" This guy's you know asking for backing. I will one hundred percent tell the truth. Um, I will give my opinion on somebody. If the guy was good to me, if the guy stole for whatever it is, I will completely tell someone who is coming to me like that. But I just, just I guess my my the way I look at poker communities and communities in general is again I don't know, and maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just wrong about this. But it's just always the way I felt is that it's just nobody's business whose business it it isn't. Um, if it was somebody again who you know was, was thinking of backing this person. They know I'm here. They know I back everybody. You know what I mean? Like, and 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 they could always ask, but I just I just don't I don't feel it's appropriate for me to to spread you know that kind of gossip. Um, and one could also say that it might not be in my best interest to spread that kind of gossip um, for other reasons. But but I just and I, and I I struggle with this all the time. I struggle with it all the time. Yeah, of whether yeah. I'm doing the wrong thing or the right thing about it. You that. know,
0: I don't think you owe it to the community. I don't. By that argument, that for some reason you know, for your own private business dealings, that you are required to reveal who cheats you for other people's sake. I can see why they want to know, but uh, I don't. I think it's your choice. But at the same time, um, I, I do think that the person definitely deserves it if they knowingly stole 100%. from you. I, I, I've always <laughs> felt, I've always felt that they deserve it just uh, as a consequence for what they did. And, and, and as just come up and, and just maybe to make yourself feel better. But, you know, everybody's different. If it were me in your shoes, I'd blow up people every day who did this to me. I mean, I, I'd just be doing know, nuts. And,
1: and you know what? And, and and I don't disagree with that. I mean, I, I know guys who who um, who put up websites of people who steal from them saying XYZ is a thief and threaten that kind of stuff and, and, and tell them that, look, you, look, when you Google yourself for the rest of your life, this site's going to be tried to your name, and and you know if you don't want that, you'll you'll pay me immediately and things like that. And I don't I don't dis- disagree with that approach either. Um, but it's like I said, maybe it's just because I don't want confrontations. Maybe it's just because I'm a wimp. Maybe it's just because I just like to keep my stuff together. Uh, it's just. I don't know, just decision I've made. Yeah,
0: I, I, was just, I was just curious. I mean, I do feel it's up to you, and for whatever reason, if you think for yourself that you feel better not doing it, then that's the right decision because uh, you're the one who has to sleep with it. You're the one who has to live with it, and you're yeah. the one who has you know, it, it's a personal choice. I, I don't I don't buy this um, if a person stole from you and it didn't affect anyone else except for you that, that you're required to tell everyone else. You're not. That's stupid. But um, yeah, I don't know. So okay, maybe, I, maybe,
1: I, maybe I just should anyway. You know, I, I mean, okay. I, mean I, I think you should, I, but
0: I, I do agree it's it's your decision. Yeah. So a- anyway, but,
1: but so yeah, so so, so that kind of so that kind of uh, so that kind of the, the actual fevery, I mean, happens, you know, quite. Uh, I don't want to say often, and but you know, you would think that a person would not do that because all they're doing is ruining their reputation right because they can never use me as a reference they'll they'll, they'll have to ask you know what i mean like and, and this has happened i mean like people you know people say what what happened with this guy i'm like well he stole he he lied he did whatever and but you know what people still find staking deals anyway i mean there's so many action junkies out there buying pieces wanting to stake or whatever it is that that um, they these people somehow get stakes anyway
0: Yeah, There's a question in the chat room not related to any stealing or anything, but someone said uh, this is actually a a gimmick account named Druff's Virginity, because uh, at the beginning of the show, I announced that today is the 24-year anniversary of when I lost my virginity. So, so, of course, someone goes and makes an account named Druff's Virginity and is currently in the chat room. Uh, They asked, asked Sheets how you handled players you knew were smoking pot all the time. Were you okay with that? Did you have a problem with that? Does it bother Absolutely. you? I
1: have, I, I, I have, uh, I have no problem with that at all. Um, in and of itself, you know what I mean. Like I, I, I don't care what people do, as long as, as long as they play good. You know, um, we could argue back and forth about whether you can play good, right? Uh, smoking pot, but. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not anybody's father. You know what I mean? I don't make, I don't make value judgments. Um, guys like to smoke some pot. They like to smoke some pot. I mean, I've, God knows, I've smoked my share. You know, so I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna tell someone how to run their life. Now, with that said, I mean, if a person smokes so much or you know, drinks so much that, you know, they're not playing well, then that's, then that's, you know, that that's another story.
0: Okay. Now, uh, another question for you, and this is just my own curiosity. Um, you were staking these people completely. Is, is that uh, what was going on where you'd give them the entire buy-in? and, the, yes. Okay, and um, then, yes. And then and, what and, and would and they your, get? What yeah, was their then, deal from that point?
1: Right. So, so, okay, so you're, you're, you're distinguishing between the two types of things that, you, that go, can go on. One is what we did, which, uh, which is just straight staking. We give up the whole buy-in, and we retain a certain percentage of the profits, as opposed to what's going on a lot nowadays, which is just piece buying, where people are buying pieces of players in individual events. And paying some kind of markup. Yeah, that's what I did with myself.
0: The the latter is what I actually did for myself for the World Series, just to kind of uh, decrease variance. So
1: right, um, but we, I never um, got involved in the um, in the piece buying part of it. Um, at, at originally, just because, well, quite honestly, I didn't understand it. I didn't quite grasp the math behind it, um, and then. You know, in the last year or so, I've done a little work on it, and, and I would say that, um, and I've done several interviews about this. Is I I think that the markups that are being paid by um, by action junkies slash investors or whatever is just beyond ridiculous. Um, so, what do you think is and, a ridiculous
0: markup? Like for the main event, um, a good a good player who's uh, you know not one of the greats of poker, but someone who's a good solid player. At uh, the World Series of Poker main event, what would you say is like a fair markup for that one?
1: I don't know, and and, and this is and, and when I when I say I don't know, I, I I say that having thought about the answer many many times, um, you know the I don't know is a very legitimate answer because when when you think about what a person's ROI should be in a tournament, okay, you have to ex- you have to ask you know what their long term return on investment is. And the thing is is that there's just never enough sample sizes in a tournament like that where you can really predict what a person's ROI is going to be. Like, you can't judge results. What you can do, all you can do is judge, just make some real guess. And that's, like, the best you could do is, is make a guess. Like, look, I can promise you that whatever a person's ROI is in, say, the 25K6 max, it's going to be a lot better. In the main event, right? Yes, obviously. I think we can yes. all agree that 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 what your edge is or what your ROI is in the 5K is going, you're going to be much better in the main event. Yes. How much better? I really think is is an impo- almost a mathematically impossible question. What I will say, if I was had to guess, is this: I would say that there is a really big imbalance in what people are paying. What I would say is that either Either or, either people are paying way too much for the prelims, or way too little for the main. Okay, and I don't know the answer. What I do promise you is this: the people who are getting a dollar thirty for like the one K, and only a dollar fifty, for example, for the main, something is wrong. Okay, I don't. You know what I, mean? I don't know which is the thing that's wrong but something is wrong. Like, you know what I mean? Because the main is so much easier than any of the others that the spread between those two markups should be much, much greater than it is. That's an interesting
0: um, analysis there because I've played... I actually stopped playing the 1Ks just because uh, I I didn't like you don't start with enough chips. But I I still play a lot of the 1500s and, uh, well, not a lot, but I play some of them every year. I play the main every year. I, I had one deep run in it. The last three years I've Oh come, did you? yeah. Well, in two thousand ten I got eighty eighth. In in eleven okay. through thirteen I've I've gotten, you know, eighty something percent of the field through and then bust you know before the money. But uh okay. um, I've gotten very familiar with all those events of how they play. And, and I will say that um I agree with you that the Events like the 5Ks, the 25Ks, those are very tough events. Those are really good players for the most part that you're going to be competing against. There's very little dead money in those events, um, from, from what I can see. The Even the 2,500 events, I've noticed, uh, have a lot higher quality of players. The main event, there's a lot of dead money, but I also feel at the 1K and 1,500s, there's a lot of Fair dead enough. money. I, but I, I will agree that the main event, you do have the advantage in that, since you since it's a much slower structure... And since it's um, you start with more chips, uh, you can overcome a lot of the bad luck or a lot of the situation where you're just forced to get it all in. You know, like you know, aces versus kings, uh, aces versus queens. You know, and, and those ones where you start with very few chips, you're you're forced to get it in no matter who it's against. Sometimes. Fair enough. So so and, and, and,
1: so so. I, but I do agree with you that the one K's, you know, they're, they they can be quite soft. But but how soft they are it can also be like you were saying. Um, offset by the you know the, the 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 variance associated with with small stack poker, right? So, um, but nonetheless, I mean, to get back to to your question, I mean, what a fair market is, safe in the main. Well, I I don't I don't really know. Like like you take you take like a even like a guy like you know I don't even want to say a name. I mean, just some some guy who's pretty good. I mean, I can I argue that. I can argue they could have a matter, maybe like a thousand percent ROI. You know, I, I really just don't know. You know, it's like it's like impo- It's really, really difficult to to put a number on it. All I can tell you is that it's it's more than the 5K and 2500 and and, and a lot more. So again, back to my ori- my original question that I just kind of make almost rhetorically is 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 what's wrong? Is are people paying too little for the main, or is every prelim like being way too overly priced? And, and I have a feeling. That that is the case. That that the, these prelims are much harder than people are giving them credit for. Um, so, uh, what I would say is, is if there was somebody who wanted to play poker now and they wanted to play live, I, I I would, and they had a reputation that they could go to the marketplace and get backing. I mean, you know, get people to buy pieces. I would do exactly what you did. I mean, I I would I would take take some for myself, and I would sell some in the marketplace. You know, take my dollar thirty or whatever I could get for whatever tournament uh, I want and and use that you know thirty cent markup to pay for my expenses.
0: Yeah, I actually did it for a little bit of uh, different reason. I I didn't go to the two plus two marketplace. I sold it on on this site, and it was kind of a a combination of of reducing variance and and also just to uh, give sure. the the community some fun. But I will say that I, I didn't mark it up as high as I could have and probably gotten higher prices because I, I, I would have felt bad because this is my community here and I don't wanna right. I I don't wanna screw the members for high prices even if they're willing to pay it. Where if it's a totally anonymous group of people then it's just whatever they they're willing to pay and as long as I'm honest about everything sure. I don't feel bad. But but here with with, with people that, that have been around for years and are fans of this show, I, I don't want to give them a deal that I don't feel is I, I feel is way off. But I, I've also struggled myself with what's fair. And um and I actually Marked up the event I did best in this year, which is a limit event, the 5K limit, where I finished fifth this year. I I marked it up very little, just um, almost like because I felt bad because the last two years I, I had bricked it pretty much all the way through, and uh, with like one one min cash each. So I, I kind of felt bad and said, you know what, I'm going to give one that's a, a really good buy for everybody, and I I I made like a 12 percent markup and and uh, and I, I cashed. Uh, yeah, fifty-something thousand on that one. So, I, but I I struggle between like wondering what my real edge is compared to the field, and of course you have to factor in the rake as well, and and, and versus. Uh, you know, what would people be willing to pay, and and, and should I sell on the two plus two marketplace where I don't have the same it, emotional it, it, connection? It's just with people? very difficult, and yeah. it's
1: very difficult to come up with the right number, and that's why you know, and and and, and that's why I never really got involved in it. I mean, I, I always liked, I always did the straight staking where I would put up a certain amount, you know, put up all the buy-in, and uh, I would usually give, you know, I would give the player somewhere between forty and sixty percent of the profits, depending on you know, on how good they were or how good I thought they were.
0: Yeah, Alright, so um, the the next question, uh, you, you came to uh, I think the first thread you posted in here or maybe the only thread you posted in was um, I think this is what brought your attention to the site was the situation that's been going on recently with this uh, Bane character who uh, finished 62nd in the main event this year and was staked for the entire World Series and plus some other events going on during the World Series and what a tough
3: sto- one! What yeah, a tough essentially one! Essentially,
0: stole the money. You know, he took money that was uh, given to him for a series of events, and by the time he gets to the last one, the main event, he doesn't have the money anymore because he stole it to do something else with it. So the money was gone, and so he, what he did three days before he was going to play was canceled the stake. He said the stake has been canceled. You know, pretty much telling everybody, hey, you know, I'll pay you back later, but the stake's canceled. Well, everyone was already pissed. You know, understandably. Then people were more pissed when he ends up playing anyway because he got some other staker supposedly, to put him in. And yeah. then they get even more outraged when he gets very deep in the event, and they're thinking, oh, my God, what if this guy wins or final tables it?
1: Yeah. And
0: and we had, we had bought him in, and then he cancels it on us because he stole our money, and then plays anyway. Like, what are we owed? And it is a very tough question, and China Maniac and I actually had a debate about this last week, on the show, and I'm curious to hear. I know you've read the thread with the arguments back and forth,
1: and I read. And I read through your your um. I read through a lot of both of your responses, and um, oh, it's it's a it's a rough one because on the one hand, not even on the one hand. Okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to understand this, but the, the original investors they they gave the money. And he well came clean. Whatever he said, he said, he said, I can't play because I lost the money. Right. So at this point, he owes them that money back. Right. Whatever. He, whatever he owed them, he owes them. So he then went on to you know to get another stake, whatever, and and you know he won or lost or whatever it is. I, I really believe that his only <laughs> obligation at that point is, is to pay back the people who he owes the money to. I, I think the one, I think the one thing you must've, I think you got wrong and I forgot what post it was, was you said something like all the players, all the investors would get was, was something. But remember that like, it's not as though the, the guy doesn't owe them the money, Right. He still owes them the money back that they're that they are owed. It's just it's just you know when are they ever going to get it? You know unless he cashes well, in the main. Right. Well, yeah, that I,
0: that was my point. There is that I I think that uh, if he steals the money, I don't think yeah. at that point he can cancel the stake because because you don't know if you're ever going to get it back. And and at this point, to me, this becomes a free roll on his part where where he can take someone's money, he can play something else with it. If he wins, great. Then he's won, and nobody knows no, knows the difference. If he loses. Then he can just cancel the stake and say, "Hey, you know, I'll pay you back this money, but now I'm going to play someone not else's stake." It's a free
1: roll because he gets he still has to pay the money back. Right? But it's
0: a free roll if he never has the money again, then he never has to pay them. I mean, it's, like, well, it's not like he's well, going he go to go to debtor's prison. He does have
1: to. He, just, you know what I mean? Like, so it's not as though he's. It's not a free roll because he, it's not as though he doesn't have to pay them. That like a free roll is like you either get something or you know what I mean, or or nothing happens to you. I mean, at the very, you know, even though I'd rather not be owed money, I'd rather have the money, it's not as though he's off the hook for doing what he did, it's just that the players are really screwed having to wait well, yeah, for
0: it. Well, it may not be waiting. It may, it may be never. that's see. My, my point was that I feel you can only cancel a stake. You can only say the stake is over if you either give back the money immediately and say, okay, I've canceled it, I can't play, or I'm choosing not to play, or, or even I'm choosing to play for myself, so thanks, but no thanks. Here's your money back. I'm going to buy myself in. As long as it's right. before okay. the so event. Let
1: me, so let me ask you, I guess, the, the question this way. Let's say you're one of these investors of, of this guy, Right. And the guy, because something kind of like this has happened, not quite exactly, but something like it. Let's say the guy, you know, you've given the guy ten. Let's, let's 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 you know, let's make it simple. Let's say you were putting the guy in the event yourself, and you were giving you gave him ten thousand dollars at the beginning of the World Series, and you say, "Listen, you know, you're going to play the main event with this," and he says, "Okay, fine." And blah blah blah. blah. So he loses the money, all right? He loses it gambling, you know, hookers blow, whatever it is, okay? And he says to you, I lost the money. And you're like, okay, well, then give it back, right? And he's like, I don't have it. And he's like, well, I, I was supposed to put you in the main event. He's like, what do you want me to do? I can't play the main event. I don't have the $10,000, right? So now we're kind of like at a Mexican standoff where the guy can't play the main event and he owes you the money. Now, let's just say that he came and said, listen, you know, listen Todd, I, I had this guy that will put me in the main event, okay, he's doing it he's going to give me a 5% free roll okay and it's the only way that i'm going to be able to pay you back the money that i owe you is if i have a chance to win it would you rather me not play the main event and owe you the 10,000 or would you would you rather me play it for someone else and owe you the and, and owe you the 10,000
0: well, I, I would actually tell him um I would I would rather just see him not play honestly because You would, huh? It, it would actually bother me that much. Now if if I needed to pay the rent with that money.
2: Well, th- then I mean, then it'd be a different story.
0: But but provided that I wasn't in, under in dire straits financially to where I, I I needed to do anything to get that money, um I, I would rather say to him you, you I had you for the main if you're going to play the main, you're going to be playing for me in some way. Now, if you can get this guy to put you in, um, then we've got to talk about a deal where I can at least profit some beyond breaking even. I just, I, it, it really bothers me that the guy it does, could, the, the it guy, does. that the guy could put it, it could, you know, could get people's money to play this, steal the money, then play the event anyway, and then at best these poor people who thought they had him in the main break even. And at worst, they just never see their money at all. So they, and, the thing is, they have a risk. They they have a risk. And I put on my site that the difference, like someone like me, who who has a very good reputation for not ripping anyone off, and you know is known to be conservative financially, et cetera, et cetera. That if if I don't play an event and say, sorry guys, you know I'm sick, I can't play, I uh, you know I'll give you your money back. People aren't banging down my door to get the money back. They know within the next week or so I'm going to ship them the money. They they know there's right. zero risk. They know that they're getting their money back. And, uh, and that's that. And so I think once you enter that event that that someone previously staked you for and you stole the money, that you're on the hook with them for that event, that you're still playing for them, no matter how you get in, in some way, unless you either give them a full refund or there's a almost 100% expectation you're going to get a refund very soon from them. And otherwise, I think they still owe a piece to you. And I just think, I, I just can't rectify it if this guy were let's say he were to win and get eight point something yeah. million dollars yeah are, are you kidding me that that these people should only get uh, their money back after after they were yeah. taking the risk they had a you risk know, going in
1: I I, I I i i you know and i and i and I and it would it would it would steam the it would steam me a lot but again like you go back to that whole that that you know the situation i mean they they he owes them ten thousand dollars um and and if again like if he literally cannot play at all the main event, I don't know if you really would rather him not play at all and owe you the ten thousand whenever he can do it. If the only other option was to have someone else put him well, in, it, so it's interesting. I, mean, I, 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 I think these are actually I'll two different you, arguments here. He,
0: I think this is. That? I think it's actually two different discussions. One is what is right. smarter for the staker to do to you right. know, to find his money back in any way, and the other one is. What is morally right? Does he morally owe people more than just the 10000 that was staked to him? Or, or does he morally owe them a piece of the profits? And then there's the other side is forget the morality. What's the quickest way to get money back out of this idiot? I think that's two yeah,
1: different things Yeah, well, I mean, let me, let me give you – I'm trying to, uh, you know, analogize it to a situation that's come up. Like, like for example, we've had um, – let's say a guy – and this has happened. Let's say a guy has stolen from us, uh, and he he owes me, me $30,000. From having stolen from me, playing you know playing poker, and he comes to me and he says, um, you know, can I play for you still? I mean like this kind of thing happens all the time. I'm like, listen, in my head I'm like, well, you know, I know he has had no money, and the only way I'm he's ever going to get pay, I'm ever going to get paid back, is by playing poker. But I can't trust him. You know what I mean? It's a really tough situation, and, um, but he owes me the thirty thousand. And sometimes he would say, you know, listen, you know, I appreciate you, you know, you you won't back me, you don't trust me, but would you mind if I played for somebody else? I mean, in that situation, I, I, would, I would have to prefer that either between him not playing at all, right, or playing for somebody else, I'd rather him play for the other person, right? Because now I don't have to engage in any more risk, <laughs> right? And and if he and if he wins, I'm going to get paid back. So I, I think it's a, it's a kind of a similar similar situation where, you know, you have to judge it at the time of, of, you know, at certain different times in the transaction. Like, like if you judge it at the time of, you know, just before the main event, he has no other way to play and you, he owes you $10,000 and you don't think it's getting it back. And he says, listen, I have no choice. I, you know, I could either not play and you can wait for your 10,000 till I get it, or I have this opportunity to make some money. And if I make, you know, and if I, and if I cash enough, I'll give you the 10,000. I think that, you know, you're probably better off um, telling him that uh, telling him that that's that's a, that's what you should do. Now, again, what the investors should have done, and I don't know if they did do this, they should have at least asked for something. You know, no, they, they did. Should, they that was have the problem. They, they yep. asked for more. Yep.
0: There, was, there was there were actually different thoughts from different people. There was a number of different investors, and uh, so some right. felt like whatever we could do to get a little bit of money out of this guy, you know, better than nothing. Right. And others were like, no, there's no way I'm going to let this guy run super deep or, uh, or win. And and we only break even. This is a joke. So like, no one was agreeing on it. So I don't even know if anyone actually got paid at the end. But I know that the problem was that everybody couldn't agree, and so what he basically laid down an ultimatum. Well, you better all agree with some on something soon, or right. otherwise, just F it. I'm deciding for you. And since they all couldn't agree, he decided for them on something lousy.
1: Right, right. It's uh, it, it was. It's it's it, it's it's definitely a tough a tough spot. Um, but I, I I I'm pretty sure that 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 as 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 sucky as it is, they they can't really the investors really can't stake claim, they can't stake claim to both right. They can't stake claim you owe me the ten thousand, and we get a piece of you in the main, right? Yeah. You can't have it both ways as an investor. You can't say you, not only do you owe me the ten thousand if you lose, but if you win, then you're going to give me some. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I think that um, I don't know, I don't know. I, I think that the, the guys, you know, the, guy, the guys are called scumbag, degenerate. You know, what I mean, I've I've learned to be very cautious with my terms because just just when you think that someone's not going to be a scumbag or degenerate, they become one. So uh, obviously the guy did wrong, and he's not the he's not the first person to to have done stuff like that. He's not the first person to have lost buy-ins. He's not the first person. To, you know, you know what, Todd? I've had people that have straight up spent their buy in and, and, and lied about having played a tournament. And not only not only that, but, but they make up like incredible Histories of the tournament, like they would, they would give updates at the breaks with chip counts and hands they played, and 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 oh, this guy had a look on him because he was wearing a red shirt, and like the whole time the guy wasn't even
3: there. Well, we you had know? someone they, like that
0: here on this site. We had a guy on this site uh, who, who named uh, John Sepulveda, J nineteen eighty, who uh, got the community's trust, and and he ran a cash game stake, and um, and collected like I don't know five k from people. And would make these videos after he supposedly went to the casino about everything that happened. and just made it all up. He was actually sitting at home the whole time. And even worse, he ran a a podcast to raise money for a charity and stole more than half the money for the charity too. So this guy was a real scumbag. And
1: uh... well, so so yeah, I mean, I've had guys do that. And then like one guy, I, you know, he tries tries to bluff me. I said, listen, you know, uh, you know, did you really play in the tournament? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Do me a favor, just bring me the receipt, right? So this is in Fox, as I remember. He goes upstairs. You know, he says, okay, I'll, go, I'll bring you the receipt. I'm like, okay. You know, I'm like, he's, and I'm sitting here, this guy doesn't think he's going to bluff me live, right? I mean, like, you might be able to bluff me on live, but live you're never going to be able to do it. Because right? I already knew he didn't play in the tournament. I already checked the computer, and the guy at Foxman told me. "Okay." So he's going up to the room to, quote, unquote, get the receipt. I'm like, I wonder what he's going to say. So he comes back downstairs, and he says, uh, can you believe it? I freaking threw it out. I had every other receipt. And I threw that one out, and I said to him, "You know what that's just no problem at all." He's like, "Oh really, yeah, don't even worry about it because you know what? You can just go get a copy of it from the from from the uh from the cage. They can reprint out another one for you He's like, "Yeah, I'm like, yeah he's like, Oh cool, I'll go do that. Never saw him again." <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, you know, and, I, and I did see him like years later, whatever it is. So, so as so, staking ain't exactly the easiest thing in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so did you have uh, overall when the whole thing was uh, was done? Are you even doing the staking anymore, or is it over now? I, am. Like oh, I am
1: actually. I am doing some. It's 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 obviously it's much more difficult, but um, yeah. I mean, I still I still do some online. I still do some live, but certainly, certainly nothing. Re- approaching what I, what I did. When were I was were required, you affected
0: by, you know. uh, what's happening on lock poker?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, in as much as I had money on there and, you know, it takes a, it's taking quite the effort <laughs> to, to get, to get it off, to, to say the least. Um, it's, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put it to you this way. People ask my opinion on Locke and all these different sites. Uh, I, I will say that, I'm, I'm not going to say that I knew that 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 Full Tilt and stars were going to be closed down or anything like that, but I will say this, that about a month before the, um, that a month before Black Friday or whatever, Full Tilt was having problems with some cash outs with checks and stuff like that, and I did make the comment that it's like it's like a bookie would once say, you know, once the first envelope is light, there's always a problem.
2: Yeah. Okay?
1: And, and and you know, Full Tilt had of barrel, you know, some excuse. Oh, I can't believe it. I mean, when, when Full Tilt can't deliver a check or bounce a check or something, I, I said to Cliff, I said, you know what, this, this place is actually behaving just like a Ponzi scheme would. <laughs> now, I'm not saying they are, but it certainly looks like one. And lo and behold, that's, you know you know, call Ponzi, call whatever it was. What it was. Uh, so, so I would say that, that, that Locke has definitely, has definitely a lot to prove right now. I yeah, mean, the I, onus is definitely upon them to prove that they are, li- that they are liquid.
0: Are you playing poker right now? I heard it sounded like poker stars in the background. I'm just sweating. Okay. <laughs> so, no, so, uh, you, um, did it, uh, well I'm going to ask about Stars quickly before I get to my other question. Um, yeah, poker Stars they probably knew you as a uh, a big staker there. Did they give yep. you some kind of allowances for being yes, given that you were a big staker did they um you know they worked with you when people would would rip you off or things like that did they treat you, you know differently what? than the Not average person? Really,
1: but but what they would what they did do, and and this this was I was actually kind of proud of this. You know, very I guess relatively recent, only in the past three or four years, PokerStars developed this new uh, audit system where you could um, request a playing history audit. And what you used to have to do is request it, and they would send you a spreadsheet. But now they send you a, a secure link to you know to 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 your audit. And the reason why is is I remember I had a conversation with one of the security guys, and I said, listen, you know, I'd, I'd love to I'd love to have some kind of protection against my guys. You know, I mean, I give you guys a lot of business, right? And and to say the least, and you know, it's in everybody's interest to make sure that I don't get robbed. And one of the things they did was they created this thing, and the guy who created said he created just for me this whole new system of when someone requests an audit, they can actually forward me that exact email, and I would be able to have a password protected entree into their audit. Whereas it used to be they would just get a spreadsheet and they could doctor it you know what i mean and 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 you know and and, oh, it and stuff like that so, so so you could tell them to so, get an so, audit yeah, i, then, I then, would say yeah. that that poker stars and that's why poker stars are so great i mean they 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 were great and they continue to be great business people
0: well they, they are they, they're very good at business There's no question they make a lot of brilliant business decisions uh, one thing i want to ask you about though with stars have they ever put a requirement on you like to to play a certain amount before you cash out, because you're sending money there, then you're getting money back. Sending money, there's a lot of money back and forth. And you are, of course, um, as you said, giving them a lot of business by giving others the buy-ins to play. But are they still demanding you play before cashing out, or are they understanding the situation, oh, letting you cash you out? You know what? I never,
1: I never really had a problem with that. Number one, because I, I always played a lot. Um, I guess, that, I guess, that's, I guess, one of the reasons. And number two, I didn't really cash off of the site all that much. Um, see what 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 was kind of cool about the way we did, we did it with stars is and we had people playing online and also live so so what we would have them do is they the players could cash out of their own accounts right and and then then they could play live with it and stuff like that you know and then they could put it back on or whatever I mean stars never really gave me. I guess I guess it's a mutual. Stars never gave me that big of a trouble because I, I didn't abuse it. You know what I mean? I didn't just keep cashing off and cashing off and cashing off. I usually would just keep spreading money around to the other players and, and you know kind of kept most of it online most of the time.
0: Yeah, because I knew somebody who staked, nothing to the level you did, but someone who, who staked uh, a few players fairly regularly and, uh, and, and was a longtime active player on the site. And, and one of his horses ended up hitting like a 500K score. Sure. And and then he wanted to cash the money out or or half the money whatever their agreement was I think yeah I think he wanted like two hundred and fifty ah, off you, and 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 stars said no you have to clear this many VPPs well, to get it off. Well that is
1: interesting because we did I did actually come in something like that because when we had we had somebody win the uh, the W coupe for us the W coupe main a couple of years ago and, and for a lot of money and it was it was a legitimate question of what, what were we were going to do how we're going to get the money how we're going to get our half off. To, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I thought that was ridiculous, and, though.
0: That, that they could. What's that? How could I? I, I was well, so mad when well, I heard that. You know, they're this. very honest with you. Security people said, "Listen, we can't just have them,
1: you know, send you five hundred thousand dollars and have you cash it out. You're going to have to have them cash it out." And, and that's but, but they why? Why can't? Why? They? Why, why? Yeah. I, I don't. I, I guess because uh, it would be considered. I don't know. I guess it would be considered money laundering or something for them to some for them to send me all that money just for the express purposes. Of cashing it out, you know what I mean? I, I don't know yeah, what the regulations are. Yeah, they said that are. too,
0: right? They, they said that to that that guy uh, that. That I know, and I said this is BS. I said they let people transfer huge amounts to each other all the time. What they just want you to do is is rake a certain amount before you cash it out. I said I understand where they don't want you using them as a bank. Where if you if there's just some guy you owe 200k right. to in another right. you know somewhere else, don't send it to them on stars and let them just hit cash sure. out and have them never play a hand. I can understand why they say no way. But sure. but if it if it's if it's clearly a staking operation where the staker is definitely a large part in the fact that sure. it's being played in the first place and they're making a lot of money off the staker in rake, yeah. even if he's not playing himself, how could they say you haven't met the requirement? I was so well, offended I would by it.
1: I would say this. I would say that when you say B S I, I would I would like I I, I would give not the benefit of the doubt. What I would say is that there are probably some kind of regulations that they have to follow that I actually don't know what they are. Um, I don't. I, I just don't know. I mean, they say they don't. To, you know, don't want to buy, violate money laundering and things, and God knows what their licensing agreement says they are allowed and not allowed to do. I. I um, uh, on the one hand, I would say that yes, I would imagine that Poker Stars would have a uh, inherent interest in wanting keeping money online as opposed to taking it off, so they would probably try to you know. Bend it so that you can 't take money off, but if they 're allowing the original player to take the money off, I think that that you know concern is kind of gone you know I, th- I think that I think that that their concerns i don 't know whether they 're legitimate, but I think they were genuine. You know what I mean I, I really believe that in a situation like that when they say, Listen, the player can cash off all the money, but he can 't just send it to the staker and have him cash it right off I, like, again i don 't think that they were being even even the case of your friend? I don't think they're being you know difficult for no reason. You know what I mean? I, I think that they're. I, I would I would give them the benefit of the doubt that there was a good reason for that. I don't know what it you know I don't know what it is, um, and I don't know the way money laundering rules work, and I don't know you know how they work. But but I've but now I think I've never had someone do that. I didn't have someone send me like a, that much money and then have me myself cash it off. Uh, if there was a big enough amount of money, I would just have them it off.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. And and um, would you say now, are, are you happy you got into the whole staking business? Do you think it was it was a, a, a profitable business for you? It was something that that you think uh, oh, was absolutely. a very good idea.
1: I mean, it was it was. Um, I mean, not only was it very very profitable, but it, it 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 was very it was a lot of fun. Okay. And it like anything else, it keeps me, you know, it keeps my brain moving. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, I've always had stuff to keep my, you know, try to keep my brain moving. Like, not that running a hedge fund isn't enough, you know. But, but I've always, either way, I've been playing, or I used to play backgammon and chess. And the staking thing is kind of a neat little combination of investing and poker. And you know, you, you deal with people, you get to meet, 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 you know, a, a different type of person. And I don't know, I, I find that. I found I found it fun and it is and it and it and it could be profitable but it's 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 only profitable in as much as tournaments themselves are profitable. Like if I if I had to do it again, um I would probably do more cash games. Um more cash games taking the multis. The only problem I had with that is that I didn't really know much about cash games. <laughs> so, so I couldn't really assess whether anybody was good or not. And let's face it, I, I kind of liked the whole idea of the multi, of like putting, you know, something small in to take something big out, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it just kind of had kind of a fun appeal. Uh, and, and so, and the other thing is that, is that when you when someone who wants a cash game stake comes to you, you, you always ask, well, if the person's a real winner and can be disciplined, why do they need a stake at all? You know what I mean? Like, why shouldn't they be able, at this stage in the cycle, be able to win enough that they don't, that they don't need a stake? Well, the and steak? there's
0: the other problem in that uh, cash games, you can choose who you sit with, and, and people can right. choose who they sit with you, and, and their buddies can sit with them. You can purposely lose or be on the phone and play convincingly, but lose.
1: But the reason why I, that, that I didn't worry about that so much at tournaments is because tournaments are, are designed such that you can be good and still lose money over a pretty extended period of time. Yes. Like it's just the way results distribute, and that's what's kind of like kind of disgusting about them. Is there? Is and in a way, it's cool. Is that I can I can find guys to stake in multis who I know are good, but just are broke. And the reason why they're broke is because the, the way that their results distributed. You know, whereas cash games, if there's a real winning player, I over a long period of time, I I, I just doubt. That someone like that would would want staking, you know, um, and or need it. And if someone did need it, there would I would have to ask questions about a cash game. Stake.
0: Yeah, well, usually it's because they they have some kind of other leaks or, uh, in life, or they or they just have terrible bankroll management with this. And, and, wh- and whatever I've they do, they just keep moving. Move up, I've move heard up, move up, move
1: too, up. but 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 the, the the counter that I've heard from a pretty well respected cash game player when we because he and I talked about this in the last year or so is that argument. Isn't so great because, again, like if you want to back someone for cash games to grind a hundred thousand hands a month or whatever it is you, you'd want to grind, you could argue that if that a person can't be a good profitable disciplined cash game player and have those big leaks. Um, now again, I don't know, but I don't know how much. A person can have life leaks and bankroll management leaks and still somehow be a profitable cash game player under the right circumstance. But it certainly is a is a legitimate uh, argument.
0: Yeah, you know, I if I those people, I would stake them if somehow I could know for sure that they wouldn't either take the money and play too high, or that they wouldn't um, you know cheat me in some way, or or lose the money in some way, and you know, which they end up cheating me. Like the, the problem is this introduces a, a trust factor into that. Uh, which right. you mentioned earlier, and that that's the big problem. I, I think there are people who win at cash that are broke all the time just because of their their money management skills are terrible, but I, I also don't think that's a good person to be staking for those reasons. So, so they're yeah. pretty much saying the same thing as you are in a different way. So, yeah. um, all right, um, I, I think that's it for my question. I'm going to ask the chat room if they want to uh, sure. ask anything else. Oh, here, here's something that, uh, that was asked. Yeah. Uh, Black Friday... Yeah. Um, how did that affect you with all the money in the accounts? Did that really put a, a wrench into your uh, play was, with the Wimpy It the was
1: – now, keep in mind that that the money part of it was a really, really big deal, obviously, the amount that was in there. But I, I, I have to I have to emphasize that, that, well, that the inability to play and for business to stop, that was the brutal part. I mean, that just devastated me because I loved it. I, I just loved it. Every – Every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday evening, it's like Christmas morning. I just couldn't wait. Okay, and like all of a sudden, for them to say you can't play it was brutal. And then the staking part of it, yeah, it was brutal too. But but just the inability to play in general, and just the whole the whole idea of shutting down basically a whole industry instantly, right, is 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 is, is kind of amazing. When you but think was, about
0: what about the but, money in the accounts on full tilt? How, how well, I'm getting you? there. I'm getting okay. there. So so so. But then when it comes to the, the money
1: that that are in the accounts. Um, it actually, it could have been worse. Now, now, first of all, with stars, stars worked out to be okay because stars, they eventually released the money and we had our players cash out the money and then get it over to us. Now, there were a couple of people who, you know, who desperately, you know, took money, you know, whatever it is, and that little money disappeared, but not that bad. The, the Full Tilt and UB money was, uh, was pretty awful. <laughs> um, that was a decent amount of money, which still uh, has not been returned. And I, I just only hope that when the money is returned, if it's returned, that the players, you know what I mean? Uh, we've been staying in touch with them and, and all this stuff. But uh, like the UB money, I mean, that money I presume is long gone so let's just say that it was it was an amount of money that um it hurt <laughs> it really did and 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 u b money as far as i'm concerned is is well, say as far as I'm concerned, but it seems to be gone forever and the full tilt money i mean i i have heard that it's coming back and i I kind of still to read, read the updates as they come in, but I mean what the hell i mean where is it already you know no. it just uh it just seems as though if, if they were really going to give it back to you, they would have done it already. I mean, poker stars said, "Hey, we're going to give you the money back." It was, it was back in 48 hours. The U.S. government says we're giving the money back, and it's been about like eight months.
0: Yeah, you know, a lot more than that. Actually, I mean, they, they everything with the government's always slow. Uh, when when Black Friday happened, I mean, yeah. everybody was very disappointed. Everybody, you know, it, it definitely ruined their day to say the least. But there, certain people were affected a lot more than others. Like I, I have to imagine some of these full tilt pros who are making uh, yeah, huge money every month. Uh, to, sure. to to come to that news, it's got to be devastating. Like like like, oh my God! I can't believe this is happening. Was that the way you were feeling? Were you like did, uh, just a, a a pall of depression immediately yeah. hang over you?
3: Yep, I, I it was. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I, it was it was uh, shock, depression. First, I thought it was a hoax, and then, uh, I, and then I just got you know, I just got kind of like. Like I said, just, I guess devastating is just the best. It's just the best way I could describe it. Mm. You know, it just really was. I mean, the way I, I I put it to someone is this: All right, let's let's say that you're really into porn, okay? You're really into porn and you just love it. And not only that, but you can make money from watching porn, okay? <laughs> like, and you can make money watching porn 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And then one day you wake up and you turn it on and it's gone. You know what I mean? Like, and, and like they say, you can't play anymore, just like that. Or likewise, let's just say, let's say, God forbid, that one day the entire stock market, okay, just in the middle of the day, in the middle of the day, in the middle of trading, just stopped cold, putting hundreds of thousands of people, you know, out of business, out of a career, out of a hobby... In some cases, forever. You know, it's 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 uh, it's it's and forget about the whole idea that how could the United States of all countries be the only country really to 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 to, to have this happen?
0: Yeah, so it's,
1: it's rough. <laughs>
0: yeah. So uh, I thought it was interesting to hear that perspective because uh, I I've never asked anyone that question before who really 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 had just an immense amount to lose beyond just, uh, you know, their own poker play. Uh, but yet I've thought about it. I've thought of it many times, the people who, uh, it affected the most. And, and you're definitely one of those people, uh, you know, not quite to the degree of the the ones who are making, uh, you know, a million dollars a month from full tilt from, uh, sure. But, but still, I, I can only imagine how you were feeling then. So, um, I, I guess, uh, I, I guess we're about done here. I guess I've, uh, I'm done with the question. You know when the chat room starts to ask a lot of really odd questions that it uh, they've probably just run out of material. Like when you brought up the porn analogy, now well, people I mean, now, now people want to know ahead. if you if you uh, what you search for in Pornhub and, and things like that. That are the questions. I'm yeah, giving.
1: well, you know that that's uh, <laughs> that's going to be one I'm gonna I'm, uh, I'm gonna pass on. I do have one um, more let's, question. Let's just say that I'm, I'm becoming a big fan of that. Uh, what was your name again? I forget the one from the thing, uh, divine.
0: Oh Ava Divine.
1: Ava Divine, that's my favorite. Okay. That's my favorite. <laughs> so so uh, but, but uh, if you want, I mean if you want to do future stuff, you know, where I could take more questions or or whatever, or you give people more notice and they could prepare some more things, you know, I mean, again, I'm I'm uh I'm open I'm open, you know, I, I you know, you could use my use my brain however you want. Um, and uh I hope to I hope to I hope I hope your site succeeds. Yeah. I think it I think it's uh I think it's um and I don't know how it. What, what, what do you make money for? Advertising? Do to, you have to make money?
0: To be use? honest, this isn't a, a serious business model here. What this is, okay. this is kind of a, a hobby thing here. This is this is something I'm That's doing great. just just to kind of give back to the community and to and and, and also just to be part of. You know, I, I've been part of this community that originated from Neverwind Poker, and a lot of the same people followed me over uh, to this site. And I, I just I've always been very against people who cheat. And people who lie and people who steal, and I, I, I actually like exposing them, and I not just exposing them, but I like just making everyone aware of them. So I, I like where people can just show up and they don't have to wade through a million thread, threads on two plus two to uh, to find. They can just see a big list of different scandals and scams going on in poker. So that's that's why I started this site after I left uh, Donkdown a, a few years ago. And um, and and you know, thank you and thank you for coming on here. Uh, people in the chat room are saying they enjoyed the interview, and uh, you know, we not actually a problem. get problem. I'm always I'm always around. You know, just uh, hook me up. Yeah, we get a lot more listeners actually uh, in the podcast format in the archives. Okay, uh, but we you know we always have a, a group that listen uh, every week live, and and I appreciate them. And, and I know China uh,
1: Maniac wanted me to do something for his podcast. I got to hook back up with him. So I mean, I I'd like to I like to you know spread and, and meet some uh, meet some newer people in, in the community. I think y'all you know y'all work really hard and y'all do uh do a good job and you know. There
0: you go. Yeah, it's great. And one other question for you: yep. um, Are you Jewish? Yes. I, I had a feeling you were. I, I'm Jewish, also. There are a lot of Jews in poker. There really there are. are a lot of Jews in poker. There are. I just got I got that I got the Jewish vibe from you. Not just the New York thing. Just just the whole. I, I just got the vibe from you, knowing nothing else, just that. Uh,
3: knowing
1: that I knowing that I like Ava Devine. Probably. Yeah, that,
0: that was that was the real clincher there. But okay. uh, I I just got that vibe. Not knowing anything else, and I, I was able to separate. Where, it. where are you? Are, Dan, are you on the East Coast? No, I'm on the West Coast. Okay, but, I was uh, ask that. but do, you, do you play tournaments? You still play? Yeah, I, I played the the World Series. I, I, that's okay. pretty much all I play is the World Series now. I, I'll tell you, I, I don't think that uh, I am emotionally cut out to play regular tournaments like like the World okay. Series uh, once a year is a different story, but every year, I, I don't know if it's getting, from getting older, I start, or maybe because I can't play cash as much because of Black Friday, but I started right. to feel every year more and more stress uh, at, at these tournaments that I don't feel when I'm playing cash. And, and I'm like, hmm. I, I, like... So I... I started playing the World Series kind of by accident. Someone said, hey, why don't you play the 1500 limit uh, in 2005? Right, so I said, okay, I right, play, right. I finished third. Then the next one I play, I finish first. I'm like, oh, this is easy. Well, no, I, I, got, uh, do I got lucky. You, do, you, do, you, do you
1: take exception to the lack of limit play anymore? or or? or I, mean, I, I, I don't know take you...
0: exception. I understand the game is not as popular, especially in tournament format, but I I, I do. I was annoyed that they eliminated... Half the limit events this year. I, I, especially ones that are successful, like the Limit Shootout, which I, I really enjoyed playing. Uh, because the limit shootout it combined the uh you know the full table play uh, to shorthanded all the way down to heads up, and also it's from from a value standpoint it was very good for for good players. Uh, so because I,
1: mean, I think Linda Hold'em is a very interesting interesting game. I mean, like there was one there was at one point where I mean I was you know good enough to win, but I wasn't really an expert limit player. But but I remember at one point I was playing no limit tournaments, and for whatever reason I got involved in in watching some of um some of the Bryce's videos. Remember that guy, the guy yeah, from Canada. Yeah. Uh, so, so, I was watching some of his videos. And I mean, he and you know he was like beyond with his analysis and stuff. And I was watching. I'm like, you know what? This almost makes me want to play limit hold'em. Almost. <laughs> it, it,
0: it's a it's a very different game. A lot of no limit players look down on them because they don't understand it, or they, and they some of them even think, oh, this is easy Well, they Yet then they go enter limit tournaments and lose. And, and they just
1: get drilled. And yeah
0: So, so I I say, hey, if it's so easy, how come? Look at all the limit final tables. It's almost all limit players that are there. How do you yep. think that keeps happening? So, uh, but but the thing is with. Uh, they eliminated three of the six events that uh, were Limit Hold'em. There were five straight Limit Hold'em events and a Mixed Hold'em event. And they killed the Mixed Hold'em, which was very disappointing. I like that event. They they killed the Limit Shootout. really bothered me as well. And they killed the 3K Limit Hold'em as well. And I think like, if you want to eliminate one, fine. But here, like, the Limit Shootout and the Mixed Hold'em, those were s- relatively successful prelim events. They were getting, like, 600 people. Which right. it, it's not like those giant one Ks on the weekend, but it's sure. uh, it's still enough to make it worth their while. I don't know why they did sure. this. I I hope they reverse it, and um, you know that's. Uh, I'm not betting.
1: I'm not betting on I'm it. I'm not either. I think, I think they're. I think they're really just going moving eventually to all no limit and PLO. I don't know.
0: You know, I think I think some of the reason they might be doing it is because I, I think just like a business decision, almost like that, because these take sure. longer to play through, because nobody busts in the first few hours, like in, in these no, these 1K documents here, you've, you've lost half the field after four hours, or five hours, or whatever, here here in, in Limit Hold'em, even the 1500, four hours later, almost nobody's gone, so I, I Maybe. think I, th- I think, I, just think
1: I, I guess that there's just some something kind of sexy and cool about someone all in, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and that's and that's I what's. That's what I mean, that's why the game is somewhat dying, and I understand that. And I, you know, one time Stud was the big game a long time ago, and I, you know, it's, sure. it's not like the, the. It's you know, if the games change, if the people's interest change, it doesn't bother me. What bothers me is if they're prematurely taking away events that are popular and that people like, and and it, it, that just hurts everyone. It hurts them as a company who uh, could be making good money on it still, and it hurts the players who who enjoy these limit hold'em events. So, right. Anyway. All
1: right, Todd, Uh, Todd, I'm going to run. I will uh, catch up to you soon.
0: Okay, thank you very much for appearing on the show. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. So I thought that was a good interview with uh, Eric Sheets Haber, a 46-year-old Jew who made a lot of money staking. And the reason I asked him that last question, was he successful with it, is because I I was always skeptical about the staking world. I, I always thought... You know there's just a lot to overcome yeah, he was mentioning the people who stole um, of, of course when you know, what he was his model was staking people 100 percent of their buy-ins then he would keep a certain percentage whatever they'd win but the thing is you're, you're putting up hundred percent of the risk and only getting a certain percentage of the reward and I'm thinking how can this work? there's just so much to beat you've got to beat the uh, the rake you've got to beat what the player takes for themselves. you've got to beat the the fraud. you've got to beat things like Black Friday. I mean, how do you win? But I, I guess the guy did well. He seems to, uh, I mean, I, I think I believe him when he says he made a lot of money at this. So, good for him. But, uh, you know, because I even considered it at one time. I said, I mean, maybe I should stake people. I've got a bankroll. I could probably stake people. And I go, no, it just doesn't make sense. I am going to lose. So, I, I guess it came down to them doing a very good job scouting who they staked. And someone in the chat room just mentioned that, too. That they just did a very good job uh, picking winners. Winners both uh, in character and in skill. Because if someone's a winning player and they play enough, especially online, they'll eventually show a profit and you'll get part of it. And as long as they don't steal from you, everyone will win. But I don't know, it's a lot to overcome. But uh, yeah, good job for him for making a good business out of it, and I'm sure Black Friday really was just incredibly devastating. So uh, to move on with the rest of the show here, and then, yeah, that was the main feature tonight. But uh, as our second main feature, and this won't involve any interviews, but uh, I want to talk about lock poker. What's happening over there? Because uh, you know, almost every week I've been coming out and talking about Lock Poker and criticizing them for something or other that you know, all warranted criticism. Believe me, I mean they're a mess. They, I, I'm convinced and I have been for a long time that they stole everyone's money and are broke, and basically did what Full Tilt did: took the money on deposits, spent it, now are broke and can't pay anyone. So. Really, a major development has occurred this week with Poker that I think signals the beginning of the end. And when I say the end, I don't mean it's going to be over next week, but I think this is really indicative that they're almost done. And that is they have abandoned 2 Plus 2. Now, to give you a bit of history, Lock Poker advertised for a long time on 2 Plus 2. A few months ago, a number of people, myself included made a big deal about this saying two plus two should remove their ads because Lock Poker is a scam site. Lock Poker has these misleading ads up on two plus two and people click them and deposit and then end up their their money gets stuck on there and they can't withdraw it. It's a scam. So two plus two by advertising for them, knowing this is occurring from the discussions on their own forum, I wouldn't say they're accomplices, but they're definitely enabling it. So a number of people made this argument, including some of their own moderators, and I give Mason Malmuth and uh, his uh, other top moderators there credit for deciding to end the lock poker advertising on there. So that's about three or four months ago. I forgot the exact time they killed it, but they, uh, no more than three or four months ago. I think like five months ago. Something like earlier this year. They killed the ads for lock poker on 2 Plus 2. No more advertising. 2 plus 2 was no longer collecting a cent from Lock Poker. But there was still a Lock Poker forum on 2 plus 2. And that was left up there with the belief that it would help the players. That uh, Lock was no longer allowed to promote anything on the forum. They couldn't say, hey, you know, today, uh, such and such tournament, come play. They, they weren't allowed to do that anymore. That Lock was only allowed to post on their own forum on 2 plus 2 to address customer service issues, mainly cash-outs, but anything else of a customer service nature. But they couldn't promote anymore. I agree with that decision as well. If they erased the whole lock forum, then people would not be aware of what was happening there. I mean, the people who were already posting there would, but the, the newer people, the people who weren't uh, aware of the story before would now no longer have that as a resource to read about all the shady stuff going on as Locke. And 2 plus 2 is the biggest poker forum, and while you know, I like to cover all the Locke stories over here, we're just not as big as 2 plus 2, and probably never will be. So I, again, I agreed with 2 plus two's decision on that. So some months passed, and now 2 plus 2 has been abandoned completely by Locke Poker. What do I mean by that? They had a rep named Shane Bridges... That there's I'm just Shane Now this guy was very slimy This guy lied through his teeth He was caught in lies a few times More than a few times Sometimes it was actually proven that he lied Um, He never gave any meaningful answers He was really just there to deflect And to make excuses for Locke And to uh, try to uh, Convince people the situation wasn't as bad As it really was But he was still there It was still a rep who was answering people's questions Even if he was lying Well, it was announced either yesterday or the day before that Locke is now completely leaving 2 plus 2. That they are not going to post there anymore. doesn't matter what people post. doesn't matter what people ask. No more posts from Shane. No more posts from any Locke reps. They're going to pretend 2 plus 2 does not exist and just leave. So what if you have questions? What if you've emailed support and nobody has... uh, Responder, or you don't like the response you're getting Where can you post about it and get a response From a lock rep Can't do it on 2 plus 2 Can you do it on pocket fives no Can you do it on this forum no Can you do it on any other forum Well Sort of but not really The way you can communicate now Publicly With lockpopers reps Is on lock's own Forum Not their forum on 2plus2, they have set up a forum on lockpoker.eu. That is where they will communicate with people. So you may say, well, that kind of sucks, but at least they're setting up a forum. At least these discussion can can, uh, continue over there, right? No. Because unlike 2plus2, this is a heavily, heavily censored and moderated forum. If you post on that forum, your post will not appear. It will have to be reviewed by a moderator And if the moderator likes it They'll put it up And if they don't, meaning if they think it makes Lock look bad They will not post it You are not allowed to discuss, the, to discuss The cash out situation on that forum You are not allowed to post at all on that forum Unless you have a Gross rake on the site Of a hundred bucks Meaning if they have not raked a hundred bucks from you lifetime On Lock Poker You are not allowed to post on that forum and you actually have to post on it like through the lock software. So basically, that forum is a joke. That's not a forum. You can't bring up anything that's critical of them. They'll delete it. It will never even see the light of day because it has to be approved before appearing. I mean, that, that couldn't be... This reminds me of the press in very oppressive communist countries. Where sure, they have a newspaper... But it's a newspaper run by the state And there will never be a story In the newspaper that's ever critical Of the government or their decisions That's pretty much what the Locke Forum is now And it's completely useless So I understand why they did this Because they've stolen everyone's money They try to give the same BS answers on 2 plus 2 And no one's falling for it anymore Pretty much the jig is up Everyone realizes what Locke has done Everybody realizes that their explanations are all lies Everybody realizes that their stories contradict each other, don't make sense, and uh, um, basically don't answer anything. So that Lock Poker forum on 2 Plus 2 was just damaging Lock Poker. It was. It was a big problem for Lock Poker. And they stupidly thought that they were smarter than everyone else, and they could just bring out Shane to keep lying there, and somehow that would result in a net win for Lock. That somehow that forum's existence would still be a good thing for Lock... Because Shane would convince everyone everything's okay. But when Shane failed to do that because he didn't have the truth on his side, the ugly truth didn't look good. And it was very hard to disguise that truth at that point. They finally gave up and said, screw this, we're not going to keep letting ourselves get slammed on 2 plus 2, even if it is true. We're going to control the message now. So They actually asked 2 plus 2 to delete the forum. 2 plus 2... At this time has not deleted it And hopefully won't Hopefully they'll leave the forum up So everyone who uh, Comes to 2 plus 2 and finds the lock forum Will see what's really going on there and never deposit But uh, that's what lock is doing at this time And it's very very bad In case you don't think it's as bad Or as big of a deal as I'm making it right now Think of this Lock Poker has been swearing That things are getting better They've been swearing that they're on the road to recovery. That soon everything will be all good and everyone's going to get their money. That they just had a backlog of cash outs that they're quickly rectifying. If they really had good news that they could honestly report and prove, would they want to hide it on their own heavily censored forum, which almost nobody can see? Or would they want everyone to see it? When you've got good news about your business, when you've got something that makes your business look good, you want to tell the world. You don't want to hide it. If you're only taking customer service discussions in private, and if you only let discussions take place that make your company look good, then you're trying to hide something. If things are really improving at Poker. They would want to stay on 2 plus 2. They'd want to say, hey, this month cash-outs are up this much percent. We've processed everybody's cash-outs that have requested them, you know, before May 1st. Next month will be up to June 15th. Next month will be up to July 28th. And eventually will be current. I mean, that would make a lot of people really happy. That would bring a lot of people back to the site. But they know they can't report these things honestly because... It will get torn apart. They know they can't lie anymore because people see through their lies. People can disprove their lies. They've tried that already. So when your lies fail, then you go hide. So this is the first step in hiding. This proves they don't have any good news anymore because if they did have good news, they would want everyone to read it. This proves they have no good news and are not expecting good news anytime soon. They're not just taking a break from 2 plus 2. They're not running their own forum along with 2 plus 2. They are abandoning 2 plus 2. They are abandoning all forums, except for their own, where they control the message. Very, very bad news on Poker. Caller, you're on the air. Dots attack. Huh?
3: Uh, Dots attack.
0: Oh, there's a, uh, they're uh, attacking my site again? You got it. Everything's Jeez. down. It's uh, Really? Enjoy. It yeah. looks okay to me. Let me see. Is it really down? Is it really down? Let me see. I swear, when I find out who's doing this... Hmm, there's a problem. Uh, I see it. I see see the address that's doing it. All right, hang tight, people. I'm going to block the person doing it here. They keep switching IP addresses. That's why uh, I had to do this multiple times. And then we will get back to the show. I, I, I swear, when I find out who's doing this, I'm really gonna really gonna give this person something to remember. So and I will find them. They don't realize the mistake they're making. Anyway, the I, I think the site is back up now. It is back up now. There we go. Got it back up, and thank you to the caller for letting me know about the attack. I'm like, what, 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 DOS stack? And I go, oh, crap, DOS attack. He means the denial of service attack. But yeah, we're back. Thank you for bearing with this. It's claiming radio went down also. I didn't see that. Radio looking good right now. It was Darkstar calling. I thought it was him. I thought I, uh... thought I recognized that voice and that area code. So anyway, um... Big problems over there at Lock Poker. Big, big problems. This, this, for anyone who thinks that there's a chance that they were getting their act together, they're obviously not. And there was no sign they were getting their act together. Don't get me wrong. Now, I want to talk about Melanie Wisner, who's currently a Lock Pro. Melanie Wisner, there's some pretty serious accusations against her. I want to discuss them. Now, she got angry at me for calling her out when she appeared on 2 Plus 2 defending Lock Poker a few months ago. She actually personally spoke to me on Skype and was very unhappy saying that I was being uh, unfairly... Uh, I was unfairly singling her out. I have a call in right now, but I'll, I'll take that a little bit later. And she told me at the time that she had a plan, that she's not just you know going along with it, that uh, I... I'm not going to reveal everything in the conversation, but I had some doubts about the stuff she was telling me. Well... Somebody is claiming that Melanie Weiser took advantage of the situation, and the situation I'm talking about is the fact that Lock Poker has not been processing cash outs. So, therefore, since she could process cash outs at the time faster, that is, they would process her cash outs quicker than the uh, average player, that she was taking advantage of this and buying up people's money at a discount, and then cashing it out at full value. So a guy named Weekane, W-I-C-A-N-E, on 2plus2, W-I-C-A-N-E, posted the following, that on March 16th, he was asking for someone to buy 10K of his lock money in the transfer thread on 2plus2, and that Melanie Wisner responded to him on March 16th, 2013, writing the following, Hi, I'm a lock pro and can help you get money out. You will ship me the 10K and I will cash it out. Once I receive the money, I'll send you 7.5K. And then at the time, I guess the market rate was 65 cents. So I guess this is a better than market rate for lock poker. My cash outs are usually done within a week. This is when they were already at two months for everybody else, by the way. Because I go directly to the owner. My last one was two days. If it takes three weeks or longer, I'll drop the VIG. So basically, what she was saying is. It takes you two or more months to cash out. I can get a cash out within a week. I actually got one in two days a little while ago. If for whatever reason it takes me three weeks or more, then I'll cash you out at even money. So provided I'll I'll pay you when I get the money, if it takes three weeks or more, I'll just pay you exactly what you sent me, the 10K. If it's less than three weeks, then I'll send you 7.5K and keep 2.5K for myself, for speeding up the cash out for you. Now, you may say, well, okay, that's great. Everybody everybody wins here. People who want to get their money off lock get it off quickly, and, you know, they only give up 25%. Which is still a lot, but maybe for some people it's worth it. And Melanie makes 2500 What's wrong? Well, what's wrong is it's a pro taking advantage of the situation. And they've said for a long time, all these pros have been saying for a long time, we're in the same boat as you. We have to trust Locke just like you do because we have to wait in the same line as you do. We're not prioritized to cash out. That's why we're sticking with Locke because we believe in what what they're doing. We think things are getting better. We believe in the business plan presented to us by owner Jennifer Larson. And, uh, And we're waiting just as long as you to get the money. So we're in the same boat. But apparently not. Apparently not only weren't they in the same boat, but they were taking advantage of it, some of them. Offering to cash people out And keep some of the money So then questions came up Maybe this wee cane has some kind of Grudge With Melanie Wisner And is uh, Taking advantage of this Is is just trying to create hate against her And uh, A moderator on 2 plus 2 Named uh, Sergeant RJ SGTRJ who's been a moderator there for a while and always been known as an honest person, verified that that PM really did occur on March 16th from Melanie Wisner's account to We Kane. Uh We'll take a break from this discussion to put on a, a legend of this and other radio programs I've been part of. TMMLK, hello, welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio.
4: Great to be here.
0: What about Bowlin? You're not going to say that? No, not right now. I can't. Believe, I, I interrupted my own speech to take a non balling call from TMML Gay. I only say balling if bad guy calls in. I wish he would. He's gone. He's he's completely vanished for like the last month. Yeah, he's probably in jail again. I don't know what happened to him, but he just completely vanished from the site. And and last I talked to his girlfriend, who's kind of vanished too. But she vanished after he did. And she's still active on Facebook. Um, last I talked to her, she didn't know where he was either. It's really strange.
4: <laughs> yep.
0: I mean, I I miss bad guy. I miss the end end of the show calls from him. I, I mean, I, I like the TMML gay calls too. But but uh, um, I, I would love to get you guys together on the phone. But uh, if anyone could draw him out, I would think it would be you.
4: Well, I, I had to call in to save the show because that whole sheets thing was like it was uh, snap it
0: off. You know, I mean, we don't have very many interviews on this show. This isn't like Donk Down Radio where we had an interview every week and you know some were good, some were bad. Here, there's very few interviews. This is the first one in a long time. And I thought this would be an interesting subject to discuss, especially because one of the recent topics of discussion and debate here was about a staking issue. And I thought, you know, this is the greatest authority on staking, period. And I, I was very interested with the entire discussion.
4: I know, but you, tra- you dragged it on so long that you're putting me on tilt.
0: Well, you don't sound like you're on tilt. You sound very you actually sound a lot calmer than usual. Oh. Well, why are you so uh you sound depressed. Is something wrong?
4: Well, you know, I always am.
0: That when you've called into this and previous shows have been part of you sound chipper and alert and happy. Even when your girlfriend's yelling at you in the background, It's just a, <laughs> you've always sounded so happy. And I have some, another question for you. Your life used to revolve around radio. And then one day you just vanished, where it went from like your life revolved completely around never missing a show to coming around like once every few months. What, what, what changed here?
4: Well, Micon gave me the snub.
0: Yeah, but Micon's not part of this site.
4: Well, before, right? When I was a loyal
0: fan, he, so. Well, I don't know why you're blaming me for this. I mean, I, you, you know I have nothing not. to do with him anymore, so...
4: But it's partially your fault as well, because you were there with him
0: when I was calling. I, I only had limited control over certain things. I, I, I wasn't... I'm not my con, I can't control all of his actions. He's a separate person. You, you can't blame me for things he did.
4: Yeah. But I'm just saying that that's why... Yeah.
0: I guess you're like the disillusioned uh, superfan. That's too bad. So, so are you coming back to Las Vegas anytime soon? No. Yeah, pe- people in the chat room are saying you're a, you should be nicknamed a ML Adderall. And I have to agree.
4: What's <laughs> that mean?
0: It means it sounds like you're on Adderall. Yeah, something's changed here. Are, are you with the girlfriend still? Yep. Is, is she there? No. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe she's never... Uh, Maybe she's just never around anymore. You feel depressed. Uh, She's around. Now, where in Canada do you live? I forget. Hmm? What province do you live in Canada? Northwest. There's There's no province named Northwest.
4: Look it on Google.
0: Are you saying the Northwest Territories? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You really live there?
4: Yeah.
0: I don't know if I believe that.
4: Anyways, shout out to um, um, where did you go?
0: Where? Where did I go? I'm here. No, where did the other guy go? Uh, Who? He was on chat earlier. I'm being told you live in Barrie, Ontario. No. I I seem to remember a number from Ontario coming up when you would call in.
4: I live um, I live in Ontario, but not Barrie. Oh there! I was going to say
0: shout out to sip Dog. Is that like a Canadian joke that people ask where you're from and you say Northwest? Is that like so, supposed to be funny over there?
4: Well, Brandon's sending me a message.
0: Brandon? He's,
4: yeah, he said Poker Pete.
0: Okay. How is Brandon sending you a message on, uh, on Skype? Yeah. Oh, shout out to Poker Pete. Well, give a shout out then.
4: Well, Poker Pete doesn't come on the site anymore. Eh,
0: maybe he does. Maybe he's lurking like you are. Shout out to Poker Pete. Who else?
4: Um, sip Dog.
0: I-, I wish Poker Pete was still around. I would love to rub his nose in the fact that the Dodgers are, are in first place and the Angels are floundering. Well, you know what? I think Texas is going to come through this year. Well, the Angels aren't. I mean, they're not. They're not going to make the playoffs almost surely.
4: Well, better than the Blue Jays, the World Series favorites, and then they're not even in contention.
0: They weren't a World Series favorites.
4: Yes, they were at the beginning of the year. They were no.
0: Yes, they, you want action? <laughs> You're telling me they were they were favorites over uh, teams like Detroit? Yeah, that they were the World Series favorite at the beginning of the year. It was nice to watch the Dodgers sweep them, though. Well, the Dodgers got lucky. The Dodgers won uh, fifteen in a row. I haven't looked if they won tonight. They were down two one when I last looked. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to take a look here. I'm going. I'm going to. Let Maybe... me look for you. I'm. I'm looking right now. Uh, let's see. Where's the Dodgers here?
4: Nice internet, brah.
0: No, I'm just trying to find the score. Uh, yeah, I already found um... it. Oh, I see. Yeah, they got killed. They lost five one.
4: They lost five to one.
0: Yeah, they won fifteen in a row on the road. It had to happen. Who's this? Is... Shout out to uh, Bobby Orr. Oh, well, uh, you know, I met Bobby Orr. Where is he from? He's from Canada too. He came. Is he into, a good guy? Or yeah, he's a good guy. He came to the World Series. Uh, he he actually came into my room in the Rio. I actually let him up to my room. See, even I, Bobby
4: Orr agrees with me.
0: I, I wouldn't just let anyone come up to my room at the Rio. I don't even let the maid in, as you know. <laughs> What's going on with Brandon? Like, I I don't know. Brandon, I mean, call in. Brandon just uh, he got burnt out on everything after the Jasep thing. I'll get you know what I'll get Brandon on the line here. How do I add somebody? Well, don't force Brandon to come on if he's not ready to talk. Brandon knows how to call in. No, 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 no. Brandon immediately is coming on. Well, you you can't add anybody. I have to
4: add them. I just added somebody. Well, it doesn't show up on my end. No, it does. He's right there.
0: Is that, like, in your head?
4: I see him right now.
0: I, I think you have, like, an imaginary friend of Brandon right now. I think you're imagining that Brandon is talking to you. He did talk to me. You're saying he's there right now, and I don't see him, and nobody hears him. I just add him to the conversation. Well, he's not here, I'm telling you. I mean, this is really strange. You, you could tell me he's here, but why isn't he saying anything? <laughs> I added him, so you have to accept it. There, there's no accepting. It's just. Hey, look, I just sent you the message you sent me. I see nothing. Gonna, I, I will add somebody, though. Uh, call you're on the air. Bad day.
3: Hey, how you doing?
0: Delaware, hello.
3: Hey. Uh, <laughs> well, I've been reading the things you've had to say about these uh, different places. I and I've said this a long time. I mean, I've known you for going on ten years, and I just think that I don't know that anybody I've told the people from Delaware that are getting ready to do this. I said, if you get this guy, you get every player that they got in the country. But he's, he, he's not going to be easy to get you. Well, you
2: know, I people... don't know
3: if you're. I don't know if you read that. The thing I wrote. Yeah, no, I read it. It was
0: nice of you to say. Now, look, I, if some poker site wants to hire me, I'm not going to go work for. I, I wouldn't work for like a lock poker that's dishonest. But if, if a legitimate site would want to hire me as like the director of customer service or poker room manager or something, and they seem legit, I, I would totally take the job, and I would totally make myself uh, very accessible, and I and I would definitely hold the site's feet to the fire if they, man, if they pull any crap.
3: I mean, you got to run the show. I mean. you've if you're telling people that this is an honest place, that, that, I mean, <laughs> the people, uh, somebody's got to listen to you. I mean, you know, you don't put your names on it, uh, nothing that that you that wouldn't be uh, honest.
0: Yeah. No. Look, I, I would, uh, I would totally be happy to take such a position, but nothing's been offered to me, and that's the way you know they they want to offer these things to the bigger names in poker and, and the people who. uh, Uh,
3: bigger names uh uh, but can you trust bigger names no a lot of them you can't uh, uh, but but unfortunately uh, uh, you you can't buy you you for money
2: yeah
3: if you if you if you go put bots in and you want to do this and you want to do that it ain't going to get you for money you 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 ain't been on one yet all
0: right well Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate the compliment, to Delaware. Anyway, I'm, I actually, uh, I'm actually end both calls here because I, I want to move on with the show. But I, I appreciate hold on a second. I appreciate wait a both second of your there. calls. What is going on? I seem to the Malgate, show. You, you haven't, you haven't contributed much on this call. I, I'm, I'm disappointed. Whoever with you.
3: gets you he gets the world.
0: Okay. Thank, thank you, Delaware. Simp dog. All right. Th- th- thank, thank you I'm, both of you. All right, I, I had to I had to snap it all off, and I appreciate the calls here. I appreciate the re-emergence of TMML Gay. I pre- and I you know please call back when you're in more of a chipper mood. I I don't like depressed TMML Gay. It just doesn't uh, just doesn't feel good. And and Delaware point taken. And, and believe me, I I'd be happy to take part in the process, so to speak, and uh, and manage a room or whatever. And I and I wouldn't hide from issues. And I, I would resign if uh, I managed a room or worked for a room that. Uh, was cheating people. I, w- I would never stand for that. But anyway, uh, let's, let's move on with the show. I, I have to listen to the chat room sometimes. The chat room wanted the calls to end and move on, so I said, all right. I gave them the chance to speak. But uh, anybody else wants to call in? Uh, I won't take your calls right now, but later in the show. 775 Fraud 55, 372 8355. And remember, there's also that Mount Charleston phone 702 430 eighteen oh eight this show is brought to you by Stack Clash play real fantasy sports for real money Introducing Stack Clash.com, the newest daily fantasy sports site on the web.
1: StatClash has got the most sports online, including football, basketball, baseball, hockey,
0: and even soccer. Playing StatClash is easy. Join a contest, then pick real-life players for your fantasy team. StatClash offers all the fun of traditional fantasy sports without the season-long commitment. With detailed player stats, head-to-head play, and real-time scoring, you'll always be on top of the action. Play, win, and get paid. Invite your friends are playing against users from around the globe with free rolls bonuses and so many sports to choose from getting started is easy at statclash.com so that's StatClash, clash and uh, once again play real money fantasy sports easy to deposit and easy to cash out and you get your money quickly because it's legal and there's no shady processors to go through so if you think you're good at fantasy sports try your hand against other players who are playing for real money And you don't have to commit yourself to a whole season. You don't have to play a whole season of baseball or football. You can play very short periods of time and still see if you can win. So, if you're thinking of trying fantasy sports for for real money, please try StatClash, and please tell them that you came from Poker Fraud Alert so they continue their sponsorship of this site. One of our members here, Neverheb, Who's been through a lot of ups and downs in his life uh, Is currently on a downswing as, And is in jail Not very good uh, I've always Rooted for Neverheed I'd always hoped Neverheb would somehow get his life in order But it, it just doesn't seem to happen I, I'm not sure What's going on with him And what, what's, what issues he suffers from But uh, he He definitely Has a lot of work to do in his life If he ever wants to Get clean and get normal But uh, Unfortunately He was arrested for uh, trying to break Into a home at 1130 in the morning Which isn't too Bright in and of itself And uh, he was described as a Transient which means he must uh, Must have been kicked out of everywhere he had to stay So uh, Needless to say I don't think I'll be getting my $100 back that he owes me But I do hope Never he bends up okay and I did meet him in person. I actually met his mother. <laughs> so but it's actually kind of a sad situation. I actually like Never Hebe and it saddens me to see stories like that. But people in the chat mentioned it. I I thought I would uh, throw it out there. Um, moving on here though, uh, Melanie Weisner, as I already read the PM that she sent on March 16th to this uh, Wee Cane person. I have her phone number and I have her on Skype. I'm going to try to call her both ways and see if she will talk about this. Talk about the accusations against her about the March 16th PM and also talk about lock poker and their refusal to participate on 2 plus 2 anymore. So let's see if we can get her on the phone here. I don't think she's ever been on this show. I know she was on the Donk Down show. She's probably wondering, why am I calling her? Doing it on Skype first. Apparently there's no ring on Skype. Just a Skype to Skype call. But never fear, my spies have provided me with a phone number. We'll try to reach her. You know, normally I wouldn't just cold call Melanie Wisner, but After reading that PM I was kind of disgusted Kind of disgusted that uh, She would take advantage of the situation like that But I want to give her a chance to explain herself So I'm not going to jump to conclusions just yet Even though it doesn't look that good for her So it doesn't look like she's answering her Skype Maybe what I'll do Maybe I'll call her phone number a little bit later I don't want to call right now, right after she doesn't answer my Skype Because she'll probably know it's me So I'll wait a little bit And move on to a different topic Full Tilt Poker They will be paying U.S. players, supposedly Fairly soon Uh, Even though Card Player Claimed that uh, It would probably be More than a year till we'd see our money it turns out that that's probably not true. Through the official Garden City Group website, or Full Tilt Claims website, which is a FullTiltPokerClaims.com, Garden City Group is the company managing the payouts, says the process will begin very shortly, and that they have completed the initial data review of all the players they need to pay, and uh, what they're going to do is uh, anyone's balance on April 15, 2011 will be paid in full. That's what they're claiming. So whatever your balance was when Full Tilt uh, shut down to U.S. players, that's the money you will get back from the government via Garden City Group. Here is the actual statement from Garden City Group. GCG, which stands for Garden City Group, working with the Asset Forfeiture Unit of the United States Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York and the Asset Forfeiture and Money Laundering Section of the United States Department of Justice has completed the review of data provided by Full Tilt Poker. It has been determined that the calculation formula to be used for the petition for remission process will be based on players' final balances with Full Tilt as of April 15, 2011. The claims process will begin shortly. Once the process begins, GCG will email instructions on how to complete an online claim to all potentially eligible claimants identified by GCG utilizing data supplied by Full Tilt Poker. I don't know what happens if you don't have the email address anymore that you had back in 11. Account balances from online poker sites other than Full Tilt are not included in this remission process. Duh. Petitioners must also meet other requirements... Outlined in whatever to be considered eligible for remission. It probably means you don't owe them other money. If you do not receive an email and you believe to be eligible to participate in the remission process, you may file a claim online using directions that will be provided on this website. If the forfeited funds available for distribution equal or exceed the aggregate full-tilt poker account balances for all eligible petitioners, each eligible, eligible petitioner will, with an approved claim will receive the entirety of their full-tilt account balance. If the aggregate full-tilt account balances for all eligible petitioners exceeds the, full, the funds available for distribution, payments shall be made to eligible petitioners on a pro-rata basis. That's not good. I didn't see that until just now, so I might skip that part. Uh, they're, they're basically saying that um, if, if what we owe you is, is more than uh, our funds for distribution, we're just going to pay you all whatever percentage that is. I don't know how that's possible. They collected se- $750 million from from Stars for this purpose. That'd be screwed up if they claimed they didn't have enough money. I and mean, we're only talking about like $150 million bucks here compared to $750. How, how is it possible that would happen? But maybe they're just covering all bases. Please continue to check this website for updates regarding information. If you have not registered your full-till poker information, you can still do so by visiting the following page on the Garden City Group website. And uh, I'll say it once, it's going to be hard to remember https colon slash slash cert that's cert dot t g c g inc that's t like tom g c g i n c dot com slash p k r like poker p k r slash request dot php what a crappy address they can't just make it like register full tilt information dot com <laughs> gotta make it tough here Alright, we'll see. I'm not excited yet, but uh, better news than last week. South Point, a casino in Las Vegas, the very, very south part of Las Vegas, that's why it's called South Point. They were the first to get a license to run online poker in Nevada legally, but they did not get their room up quickly enough. They will be the second room, probably behind Ultimate Poker, because they're very, very close to launch. There's even a site out there that uh, I guess you can download the software and register, but you can't play yet. So, Google South Point Online Poker if you want to sign up for it. I don't even remember the site name, but that's coming up. Speaking of online poker that's legalized in certain states, the CEO of MGM. Corporation thinks that New Jersey and Nevada will be sharing Online poker player pools as soon As 2014 That's good news I will read you What he had to say about that MGM Resorts International is working with Nevada Officials who are discussing banding together With New Jersey to, to create a joint Online gaming market CEO Jim Mirren told Reuters in an interview. This is, quote, I think it's likely that in 2014 we'll see a compact between New Jersey and Nevada, Mirren said in an interview, following the company's second quarter earnings call. Uh, MGM owns properties in both Nevada and New Jersey and likely wants to combine its online player pools. And uh, that will lead to more action, of course, with a bigger player pool. Uh, This wouldn't affect Ultimate Poker, which is not part of MGM. They'd have to partner with some other New Jersey room, but uh, they're claiming that uh, Nevada is... Discussing with New Jersey Hey let's let's combine our pools Let's make it to where sites can uh, join together and That'll be great Once we have our first interstate poker room Then we can have other states joining in Maybe even some big states like California Or maybe New York And uh, that will be the Catalyst to What I would call pseudo-federal Online poker Where you may not have Every state in the union that you can play legally But uh It might eventually get pretty close And I think that'll come a lot quicker Than a fully legalized Online poker room for the entire country But if you get a few big states involved I think we're in good shape And online poker will return And be pretty good Um, I was informed in that same thread by PLOL That uh, Ultimate Poker already signed A partnership with the Taj in New Jersey And uh, it will be segregated For New Jersey only And Nevada only But uh, once it becomes legal to Share players Then probably not Probably they will be Playing in the same player pool I look forward to that And you know If we get a big enough player pool I will return to online poker And maybe I can start Making some good money again Playing online poker Maybe Sheets can start Backing people again in online poker Make some good money again I know he's still doing it, but Much reduced by his own admission Our last story Before I uh, try calling up uh, Melanie Wisner Again Is the WCG Ryder mess Now WCG Ryder, I knew I'd heard about him before And uh, basically this guy has a target on his back that must say victim, or victimize me. Some people just always seem to be taken advantage of. This guy got ripped off by Brad Booth, and Brad Booth admitted to this a while back. And this was after Brad Booth himself got stolen from, from by uh, Russ Hamilton on UB. Probably got improperly compensated. But uh, this is what uh, WCG Ryder posted happened to him on PokerStars. And and guess who's involved again? Guess who's involved in a major scandal? I wouldn't say a super major scandal, but an interesting scandal. Guess who's involved again? Jungleman, Daniel Cates. I mean, this guy just always seems to be associated with scams in some way. And I I got tired of it and called him out. But let me read what uh, WCG Ryder said. On March 25th, 2013, I arrived in Tokyo. I was on what you'd call a business trip. My goal was to play online poker and enjoy some of the local flavors. So basically, the guy went to Japan to play online poker. Uh, on March 26th, I was excited to play poker, immediately hit the streets, trying to conjure up any action I could find. Uh, I had a match against uh, Ike, meeting Isaac Hackson, at the 5,100 no limit, and was in the midst of a game against Gomer at 20 200-400 no limit when I got a fish from the UK at 510 It's pretty crazy to drop down to 510 we're just playing 200-400 against a good player Uh, while 510 is low for me Ike was quitting and I only had one game going I'll be at 200-400 there's no way I could ever multi-table that by the way 200-400 and 510 so I decided to sit in the fish at 510 went on to turn his 650 into about 3800 he was opening 69% of hands and had a a defend of something along the tune of 80% meaning whenever WCG writer raised he would call 80% of the time and if only fold twenty percent of the time, he was min three betting, betting small a lot, over bet leading the flop about forty five percent of the time, and he had absolutely crushing my face in one hands percentage. I was winning only forty five percent of hands despite him opening sixty nine percent of buttons. So he's going, look, you know, this guy is, uh, he's playing this guy heads up. Um, this guy was uh, crushing him super hard, and uh, and and winning most of the hands he was playing. So he didn't understand, how can you play this many hands and, and be beating me so much? Uh, at one point, my opponent said, this is boring in the chat. I questioned as to why a player with zero play history at high stakes, whose primary game is $5 sit-and-goes, would suddenly find his, bankro- suddenly finding his bankroll being on the line to be boring. After all, I can't remember the last time I had a recreational player tell me that this is boring. With my attention still on the higher stakes game, I asked him if he wanted to play 25 50 to which he obliged. As my 200-400 game broke, I started to focus on the play of the opponent. He started off things with a quick victory. A weird one where the guy won with uh, Jack High over uh, WCG Rider's 10 high. Where they, uh, you know, WCG Rider had a big draw on the turn and bricked it. The guy had uh, Jack High on the flop with nothing. And a uh, gut shot draw on the turn and that was it. And won with Jack High for a $4,000 pot. And then he wrote, I began to get I began to get absolutely wrecked He was leading 45% uh, minimum uh, Min 3 betting and calling huge 4 bets With hands like 8-3 offsuit And then also check raising and check folding uh, 28% of the time In 3 bet pots He raised every spot I didn't have it And was check folding at an alarming frequency When I had the goods I was beginning to get worried so this sounds familiar, this sounds like what was happening on uh, on UB, on, on AP with, with the super users, so they could see your hands and whenever you had something they would drop and nobody would be home and uh, when you had nothing they would just pound you so if they had bottom paired, you at ace high they would unlimited, give you unlimited raising and whenever you had something big they were folding immediately So uh, I, I won't read his specific takes on different hands, but uh, let me get to the good part here uh, he re- he reported it to poker stars this happened on poker stars by the way uh poker stars said hello we're writing to inform you that uh it updated with investigation into your recent play with account forbidden 536 that was the name of that account uh, as you may have noticed, we've frozen this account Pending the resolution of our investigation We are not in a position to officially confirm anything as of yet However, we can inform you That it does appear extremely likely That this player was able to see your whole cards During a recent playing session Now, PokerStars is always very, very cautious Before saying something like that PokerStars will usually rule On the side of the cheater If they don't have absolute proof They always give the cheater the benefit of the doubt I'm not to- I'm not. Criticizing them for that because the worst thing is if you confiscate the money of someone innocent, you've got to be really, really careful not to do that to convict the innocent. But Poker PokerStars, I think they take it a little bit too far with with uh, giving leeway to the fairly obvious cheaters. But this here, they were saying, look, we uh, we think it's extremely likely this guy not only was cheating, he could see your whole cards. So um, anyway. Uh, WCG rider, what he had done was he had uh, reformat reformatted his computer, and, and also did not install Facebook or Skype on the machine. Facebook, I, I think, was overkill because you know Facebook, uh, you know, that really can't be damaging. But I understand what he was worried about. So he lost 35k to the guy. On June 26th, he got another letter from uh, PokerStars saying that they have closed the guy's account, will not be reopening it. And they have shipped him back thirty four thousand three hundred ninety seven dollars and ten cents, which is almost the amount that uh, he lost to this guy, which is thirty four thousand eight hundred twenty seven, so he's about four hundred and fifty dollars different. But uh, you know, obviously he has to be happy that uh, Poker PokerStars gave him almost all the money back when it wasn't even Poker Stars' fault. PokerStars, you know, to be clear here, PokerStars did not have a hole in their software. This was not an inside job uh, at PokerStars. Someone put something on WCG Ryder's computer, which you can't blame PokerStars for. So who did it? Well, here's the remainder of the story. On January 27th of this year, my friend, that is not my friend, but WCG Writer's friend, Daniel Cates, also known as Jungle Man, brought his UK friend Joshua Tyler over to my house to introduce him to me. He had told me previously that he was one of his good friends and that he wanted me to meet him. He said that he thought Joshua was a nice guy and that they'd gone out together on several occasions. He had apparently played poker in the past and now had moved on to something that was tech related. He seemed to be a nice guy overall and we became somewhat friends. Several weekends later, Josh asked if he could spend the weekend at my house on his trip to Vegas. I've always been welcoming for friends to stay with me, and said sure. I asked him why he was coming for the trip. He said he had a meeting with someone one night and was planning to see friends for the rest of it. During his weekend at my house, I know that at least one night he did not spend the night, and I think he might not have spent either night. Regardless, he was there intermittently. I specifically remember one afternoon I was about to head out to get lunch and invited him to join me to get some food. He asked me to pick him up something, and he would stay behind at the house. He would come and go and often had times alone in my house, when we took him to the airport, I asked him about his meeting. He told me it fell through and never happened. So this is already suspicious, of course, that uh, you know this guy had access to his house and his computer, obviously. The rest of my roommates play online poker for a living, writes WCG writer. A few days after Joshua left, one of them lost something to the tune of 13 buy-ins to a one-tabling fish playing the same style. He told me it was as if the guy could see his cards Another one of my roommates lost 22 Buy-ins over the same stretch of the same opponent While beating everyone else on the site Finally on March 9th a third one Of my roommates was beaten for 8k at 3-6 With them playing the exact same way Lots of leading when they didn't have it uh, Etc Uh, The fish played a very unique and recognizable Style And we started uh, calling him the fish We had a dinner at a local restaurant Following that final session and we were unsure As a group what could be done about the situation Leaving dinner I didn't feel very worried Oftentimes, player go on players go on large downswings And being that I hadn't played poker in a while I hadn't seen anything suspicious yet myself uh, During these losses We were also undergoing some internet stability issues At my house At times certain computers would go offline While other roommates were online I remember very specifically a point where all of my roommates And myself were disconnected Except one of my roommates who was getting crushed By the same style player that was beating everyone else We decided that we couldn't have unstable internet And in the middle of March we changed our router for a new one to my knowledge, we did not have any additional problems with this player at my house following this router change. Joshua was in contact with me fairly continuously since his first visit. I told him I was heading to Japan on the 25th, and I, and he asked if he could spend another weekend at my place. He said that he wanted to hang out before I left. I said that was fine. We agreed for him to stay at my place for the weekend of March 22nd to 24th, and one of my roommates would pick him up from the airport. So basically he was uh, left alone while, a, while WCG Rider was in Japan. Over the course of the weekend, several bizarre situations occurred. The first was we spent very little time hanging out at all. So he's saying, "Hey, I want to come out and you know I want to come out there and hang out again," and uh, he he didn't. We hung out perhaps one evening, but in general, I didn't see much of him. Although one day I did see a lot of Josh when he, when I stepped out of my office into my bedroom, where he had helped himself to showering in my master shower. My house has multiple showers, and I was in the area. I was confused why he would shower in the room in front of me. A couple hours later, we were all going out. He said that he would catch up later using one of my roommate's cars. That night, we didn't even meet up. After I left, one of my roommates saw Josh going into my office. That office is only accessible if you walk through the master bedroom into a balcony hallway that leads into it. The office is the only room in that area. The laptop is stored in my office and is my exclusive computer used for poker while traveling. I don't understand why Josh would be in my office to begin with, nor what happened while he was there. That night, he hit my roommate's car while driving the other roommate's car out of the driveway. He told the other person in the vehicle not to tell my roommates. We're getting somewhat off the topic, I understand, but I'm trying to highlight the character of whom I believe to be the perpetrator. At this point, I confronted Joshua, and he made up a list of excuses as to why why he didn't say anything. That's about the car, not about the cheating. In the following weeks, he paid the balance for the damage done to the vehicle. At this point, I realized he was a character I did not want in my life, much less my home, and I decided this would be his final stay. Since this point I've done my best to distance myself from Joshua He's called me once and messaged me a few times To initiate a conversation regarding the issue I have not responded I'm not sure which direction to take Um, So This is pretty bad Um, He also mentioned later on In another post that, That there were all these random fish that were sitting with him and his roommates at first, from the off in the UK, and that um, once that uh, he reformatted his computer and changed routers, then these fish stopped sitting. So the supposed fish only had an interest in playing them while that computer had been compromised. I mean, there's no question that the computer was compromised, but are several accounts. Now, for some reason, he's only mentioning that one, that uh, forbidden bunch of numbers account. I don't know why he didn't mention the other accounts that uh, were playing that he lost to. But I got into an argument with Jungle Man. If you remember his part in the story, let me uh, read that little section again. And I found that part to be very suspicious. He said... um, on January 27th, my friend Daniel Cage brought his UK friend Joshua Tyler over to my house to introduce him to me. He had told me previously that he was one of his good friends and that he wanted me to meet him. He told me that Joshua was a nice guy and that they'd gone out together on several occasions. Don't you find it strange that Jungle Man went out of his way seemingly to introduce him to this random person? Just like, hey, meet this random friend of mine from the UK. He's a cool guy. I, I want you to meet him. He doesn't play poker anymore He he works in the tech field now But I want you to meet him Why? How often do your friends Just tell you Hey I want you to meet this other friend For no purpose It's not like Hey I want you to meet this friend He works in insurance I I heard you need an insurance agent Or hey I want you to meet this friend He's a big fan of the Dodgers I know you are too This is just like Hey uh, this friend who used to play poker And doesn't anymore from the UK uh, He's cool I want you to meet him I guess it happens, but really suspicious of all people to introduce him. Now, WCG writer didn't say whether Daniel Cates had ever introduced him to other people like this in this fashion, but if this is the only guy that uh, Daniel Cates introduced to him and kind of pushed on him this way, I have to think he's involved in some way. Now, on 2 Plus 2, a lot of people kiss ass to Jungle Man because he's a successful player and, and people like his story. You know, he's like 23 years old. He's, he's played super high stakes Won a lot of money online So a lot of people idolize him But in addition to being involved in this If you remember he was very much involved in that Jira scandal Where that account Jira was made Remember that supposed to be a Portugal poker prodigy it Turned out to be a puppet account that was uh, controlled by Dog is Head a.k.a. Hasib Qureshi And Hasib admitted to this This is no longer speculation that Jira wasn't playing for himself. And that the whole thing was pretty much an identity they created. Now, I guess Jira is a real person, much like my mother would be a real person if I created a poker account for her and played as her. But he wasn't the one playing on the account. And uh, Daniel Cates at the time had been vouching for Jira, saying that uh, Jira is a great player, that uh, he's a real up-and-comer. He was talking the guy up big time. Later he claimed he was just fooled by the whole thing like everyone else, but... He seemed really close to the situation, not as close as Hasib was. It did, you know, it, it was never proven that he was guilty, but it looked very, very suspicious at the time that Jungle Man was in on that. But at least that did not involve hole carting people. It was just playing under a phony account to get action where he otherwise wouldn't. This is much worse. I don't know what Jungle Man would have gotten out of it, but. uh, it sounds very suspicious. Hey, uh, meet my friend here. I really want you to meet him. He's cool. We hang out. And then that friend ends up stealing from you. That friend ends up putting some sort of uh, Trojan horse program or uh, spyware on your router on your uh, computer to cheat you and your roommates. Very suspicious. So, so I brought this up. I brought all this up. On 2 Plus 2 in the High Stakes No Limit Forum. and I wish this was brought out on the NVG, the News Views Gossip Forum there, because there you have, uh, even though there's a lot of idiots on that forum, you have a lot of people who who, who don't have the poker fanboy disease. People who um, can think rationally. People who aren't afraid to insult a big-name player. Where in the High Stakes No Limit Forum, you have... Uh, friends of Jungle Man's, and you have people who idolize him. So a lot of people, you, know, got on my case for this, but I don't care. So the first one to call out Jungle Man was Viffer. Viffer said, it's kind of funny. JIRA and now this guy are both are both introduced to people by the great idiot savant, referring to Jungle Man, and no one believes he has anything to do with it. Autism or idiocy, Jungle Man sure finds himself next to a lot of hackers yet never loses. Just saying. <laughs> so then, Jungle Man wrote a uh, a scathing reply back to Viffer that I won't bother to read, but I, w- I will bother to read. And, and by the way, in, in, at the end of what he wrote to Viffer he said, "Anyway, the evidence seems very damning, so I guess Josh was a bad person." So at this point, he's uh, he's saying, "Hey, look, you know, Josh looks like a piece of crap, but not my fault." Kind of the same way he handled Jira, like yeah, at the time. But this is what's really weird. So, I posted there, and um, I mentioned the same thing, the Viffer set, basically. So, uh, Jungle Man then went after me and said, Can Ahmad delete these absurd accusations? I am far from the only guy that knows Josh Tyler. I ought to smack you you don't deserve the right to post thoughts in this forum. So he said he ought to smack me for posting that this is very suspicious, that first he was involved with Jira and now this. And that uh, this has to be looked at. So I wrote back, I've been around high, lib- high Limit Poker for 10 years, so I definitely have the right to post here. I've also been calling out cheaters and scammers for years, so again I have the right to post about this matter. You aren't the only guy who knows Josh Tyler, but you are the only- you are the one who introduced him to WCG Ryder just like you are very much involved in backing that just like you were very much involved in backing that false jira identity and then claimed victim yourself when the truth started to come out funny how close you keep finding yourself to these scams it's a wonder that anyone in the high stakes community associates with you at all so he responded back jira is real you dumb ape you can watch his interview and video on poker strategy i have no idea who you are so you must be some bum hunting asshole So no, you don't automatically gain any kind of respect. So now he's saying Jira is real again, like that whole thing never happened. I mean, is this guy crazy? That was his answer? No, Jira is real? So I, I said, I think you've pretty much proven yourself to be exactly what I said with that idiotic remark. And I said, by the way, I don't give a shit if you know who I am. This isn't a poker dick measuring contest as to who's a better player. This is a debate whether or not you're shady And always seem to be in the middle of major cheating scandals I don't think you'll be getting many invitations To stay in anyone's house unsupervised Anytime soon I wrote to him I mean This could be a coincidence But sometimes you gotta say Lightning doesn't strike twice And I I hate this attitude that he has and some others have over there of if you're not a high-stakes, no-limit player and we don't know who you are, you can't comment on this. Of course I can comment on this. You don't have to be a world-renowned food critic or world-renowned chef to comment on whether food tastes good or not. Similarly, you don't have to be a high-stakes, no-limit cash player To comment on a situation looking shady And besides, I have been a high-limit player Not a no-limit player, but uh, I have been a high-limit player for a long time Definitely paid my dues there I haven't played Nosebleeds, but I'm not some uh, Low-limit scrub trying to nose my way into some high-limit discussion But even if I was, I'd still have a right to because I my input would be just as valuable. This isn't the, this isn't a poker strategy discussion. This is a, a discussion of, of about stealing. So you can't trust this guy. I really would never trust this this jungle man Daniel Cates guy. I don't care if he's good or not. You can't trust him with the, the company he keeps and uh, how he's just he always seems to be in the middle of these scandals. I try to reach Melanie Wisner on her phone number I I have no idea What we're going to get From her If anything But uh, She may hang up on me She may get angry at me I, I don't know But we'll see We'll see if she answers her phone Be our little river phone call Then we will end the show Looking good. Three rings.
5: Please leave a message after the tone. At the tone.
0: That's a very generic message. If you're gonna do that, why not just have the automated message? You have reached area code seven. Blah blah you know like that that's (laughs) why not have that? Please leave a message after the tone. Sounded like she was in a trance. I wanna hear that again. Maybe she'll answer too, maybe she'll say, Who the hell is this person calling me so much? Wow, that's a weird ring. Like a double ring. It's kind of like calling the Iceman. Either way, we win. Either she answers, or we get to hear the voicemail again. Not as good as the Iceman, though.
5: Please leave a message after the tone. At the tone.
0: She sounded depressed when she left that. All right. Well, guess we won't reach Wisner. Too bad, so sad. But that is the way it goes. Some of you might remember that I said next week we're not going to have a show, that the August 13th show is canceled. Well, it might or might not be. I'm not sure yet. I may have time to do it, I may not. And you'll just have to stay tuned. You can go to my Twitter, which is twitter.com slash Todd Witellis. That's twitter.com slash Todd, W-I-T-T-E-L-E-S. No underscores or dashes or anything like that. Just Todd Witellis and see the update. Or just go to pokerfraudalert.com. You'll see a little banner up there saying whether the show has been canceled or will go on. Not sure yet, but I will decide within the next few days. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to... except for one person. The person who is DOSing the site. I don't thank you. Not at all. And I'm not a forgiving person like Eric Sheets Haber. When I find out who you are, I will make public who you are. And much more. And I'm going to go to work on that this week. I thank everybody who dealt with this and kept coming back into the chat room as uh, the site was under this cowardly attack. But I don't care, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, this site's gonna keep going on, I don't care who's attacking it, what method. The truth cannot be stopped here at PokerFraudAlert.com. No matter what you think of me or my message, I will make sure it's heard. At least by everybody that wants to hear it. So, I'd like to thank our sponsor, StatClash.com, Real Fantasy Sports give it a try for real money and I'd like to thank Eric Sheets Haber for coming on and doing a very compelling interview for over an hour a lot of good stuff in that and if you missed it you can always find it in our archives I get the show up there uh, usually within an hour or two or sometimes even less of the show concluding so I'll see you either in one or two weeks either April August 13th or August 20th But hey, DOS attack or not, this show will keep broadcasting and I will keep doing what I do. I'm not going to stop. That's my promise to you here on PokerFraudAlert.com. Good night. And shalom.